0: Love Talk Radio
1: Welcome to Season 5 of Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine and co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca. To schedule a reading or learn more about Lady Fontaine, also known as America's number one love psychic, be sure to check out Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com. Now, here's Lady Fontaine with co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca.
2: Good evening and welcome to Eye in the Future. This is season six, episode one, and today is Thursday, July 29th, 2021. I am your host, Paul LaPlaca, along with our in-house spiritual guru, Jim Elkin, and our resident psychic extraordinaire, phenomenal life and relationship expert lady fontaine she is known as america's number one love psychic and i have a testimony i can testify i've had two Ah. amazing (laughs) sessions with jill and really enjoyed them for um career counseling and life coaching and slash therapy uh really really made a lot of progress in uh in two sessions uh highly highly recommend it they're three hours long so be prepared
0: (laughs) Uh, anyone who needs any kind of help,
2: it's, a, it's really a good thing. Um, we are back from hiatus, and we are so happy to have you here with us tonight. A warm welcome to those watching us live on social media platforms such as Facebook and YouTube. Those of us watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button below to be notified of our new shows. We welcome your comments below the live streaming. If you're watching on Facebook, please like our show and be sure to visit our Eye on the Future radio show Facebook page for details, where and when to view the show, specials, discounts, love, relationship, prosperity, and manifesting tips, and much more. Don't forget to follow us on these platforms. In order for us to bring you these shows streaming live, we we need your help by liking and following us on the various platforms. And since we are live streaming, for those of you who don't know, James Elkin is our in-house spiritual guru. Say hi, Jim. And, of course, our lovely psychic and phenomenal coach, uh, Lady Fontaine, in case you're wondering. She's the one with the pink headphones. So remember, if you miss a show, you'll be able to catch up at any time on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook page, or listen to it on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or any other uh, podcast distributor. Our YouTube channel and Facebook page is called I Am The Future Radio Show. And we've got a jam-packed show tonight, so stay tuned. We'll be taking calls throughout the show, so please be patient. We will do our best to get you all on the air to answer your questions. If you call in, you will be able to listen to us live while waiting to get on the air. Our phone lines are open. Our switchboard is lighting up, and we want to hear from you. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show at 319-527-6216. That's 319 527-6216. Call us tonight on the intriguing topic of the art of astrology. Jim Elkin will be discussing this topic, and rumor has it he might be giving Lady Fontaine and I some astrological oh. tendencies
3: that might be heading our way.
2: As always, you
0: can follow us (laughs) on any other topics
2: you would like to discuss. We're here to answer your questions, and don't forget to follow us on Blog Talk Radio too. If you wish to schedule a reading or a life coaching session with Lady Fontaine, then please visit her website at ladyfontaine.com. And she can answer all your questions and concerns there. Our last piece of business before we bring Jim and Lady Fontaine is to remind you that we are still looking for a social media person to help us with graphics and posting on social media, as well as screening calls. We are a fun team to work with, and we would love to hear from you and have you part of our team. This opportunity includes on-air time if desired. Our most important requirements are that you have a great home office with fast internet and uh, you're good with technology and have an upbeat and fun personality like the rest of us. <laughs> if you're interested, please email us at radioshow at ladyfontaine.com. That's show at ladiesfontaine.com. And either Lady Fontaine or her assistant star will get back to you. There is currently <laughs> no compensation for this opportunity, but it is great experience and looks really good on your resume. Since this show is your brainchild, Lady Fontaine, I want to turn the mic over to you.
4: Well, thank you, and welcome back, everybody. I mean, you guys, everybody's traveling here. You've all been on vacation. This is a hiatus that I sat around setting up my studio here. <laughs> but how, how are you guys? Like, it's good to be back, and it's good to see you guys. What have you been up to?
2: It's very good to see you, too. I was in Wisconsin for a bit, uh, two weeks there at uh, my girlfriend's family's place, and we're going to Los Angeles on Saturday for more family trips.
4: Are you kidding?
2: I'm not. How We're long are you going to be
4: gone? you are?
2: <laughs> be gone <gasps> for a whole week.
4: Good for you. I know. And <laughs> I know, right? And Jim, you've been running around all over the place too. Yeah, I,
1: I took my my uh, Root King up into the Adirondacks and Ooh. hung out with a couple of friends there and played. Uh, trios by Schubert and Mozart and Haydn and people like that uh, and rode around and looked at all the sites and had a good time while they were painting.
0: The Jim, I love it.
2: Are there a lot of uh, bikers who are, are classically trained viola players? Or is that
1: a... uh, more, more than you could possibly imagine.
4: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but,
1: but
2: no I bikers don't... in the heavy metal world though.
1: No.
4: I, I, no, none, right? I don't think we've ever mentioned that you were on that Netflix um, reality show. Did no, we ever mention Amazon that? Amazon Prime,
1: not Netflix.
4: Oh, Amazon. Okay. So you want to <laughs> tell a, us about it? It's
1: a it's a comedy show. It's called Mozart in the Jungle. Yeah. Oh. Uh Mozart in the Jungle. I was I was in the orchestra. I was the violist who sat in between two of the stars. So whenever they were interacting, my face is in the middle of the camera. And a couple of times, I actually got to be the center of attention, but not very often.
4: Oh, wow. I've got to go back and watch it.
1: No, I'm not a Leo. You're a Leo, are you? you? You're
4: a Taurus. She's a
1: Gemini. I'm
4: <laughs> He's a, a Taurus. Ah. Who, me? I'm a, yeah. I'm a Gemini. He's a Taurus.
2: Oh. I don't know
4: how we've gotten along for 30 years. Right? We, that's a match.
2: But Gemini and Leos are, are are tough, too, though.
0: Right?
4: Right. Oh yeah. Right. We'll, like, we'll have to get into signs, that where Right. When he gets going but oh, well. my best signs yeah. are like Libra, Sagittarius. Um, those are the ones I get along with best. Like my ex husband was a Libra. Most every man I dated has been a Libra. Um, you know, and then I have friends that are everything. I you know, the signs I don't get along with are Capricorn. Really? And really oh, and Aquarius is one of my good signs. Yes. Okay. So okay. now that we've covered that, <laughs> so okay. in any event, while you guys are having fun, yes, I was out on the motorcycle quite a bit with Mike, who's kind enough to do the um the screening tonight, and i've gotten I'm sure when I look up, you could see light in my glasses, I've gotten studio lights and a new computer, and all this stuff. So do I look any different?
2: Great. You do, you look radiant. <laughs>
4: Yeah, oh, you're you. glowing. Thank you. You're oh, you've got. Oh, you both have all the free sessions you want for the rest of your life. Oh, okay, thank you.
2: <laughs> but wait, you can read our minds. You can tell if we're lying. That's not true. <laughs> I know yeah. you are.
4: So I know you are. You just try to be nice. That's all. But Jim, I I've heard that you um, had a slight mishap yesterday. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was turning left and I, I did something a little stupid and got too close to a guy and he suddenly made a left turn to make a U-turn right in front of me. And
0: uh,
1: I managed to stop. But uh, So I didn't hit the car, but I certainly hit the ground. Ooh. Uh, that's, that's, that's one way of stopping. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> Slide the light down. Uh, uh, I didn't even know light? I was going to take the ground, but yeah, I'm okay. I, I, I banged my knee up a little bit. It's the scrape didn't even bang it. Uh, it's working better than the other knee, actually. <laughs> just got a funny red oh, mark well, on it. Oh, it's
4: called, all right. it's called road your rash. Fixed, yeah. yeah, your wife fixed it up, so now it's better than your other knee? Or do you yeah, have a bad knee?
1: I don't have a bad knee. It's just for, for, for a little while, I was feeling something funny in my quad on my right, and now they're both fine. So Good. Here we go. Good.
4: We're very glad to hear that.
1: Yeah, but so, the bike did, the bike did a lot worse than I did. Now now I need about a thousand dollars worth of repairs on it.
4: Don't you have insurance? <clears throat>
1: oh no, not not for the bike. The bike is ancient.
0: Okay. <laughs> I took no, it in for. Have...
1: I took it into Harley to see if they would you know give me some kind of a, a what do you call it a, a, a buyback on the bike to to see if they'd give me a discount on a on a new bike and he said no. And they
4: wanted you to pay them to take yes, the bike. Yes, 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 exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I said, "Okay, never mind." How so, old there, is I,
0: that?
1: it's well, it's 97 uh, it was made in 1997, which is one thing, but it's got 150,000 miles on it. That's great.
4: 150,000
1: miles is crazy for a motorcycle.
2: Yeah, no, that's, that's really, <laughs> really impressive. You're, you're, you're a real rider. That's awesome.
4: Bring bike on. I think his is 80,000. No. And his is a 2003.
1: Could, could be. He's he's with a caller right now, so.
4: All right. Um. One other question. What year is your new bike?
1: It's a 2007.
4: Yeah, that was a snazzy looking bike.
1: Yeah, that one, that one I wouldn't try that kind of a trick with. I would be very careful. Because it's
4: heavy.
1: <laughs> I know what it feels like to drop that bike, and it's no fun picking it back up. No, again.
4: I know. I've heard stories from pounds that, too.
1: 750 <laughs> pounds of glory. I know. <laughs>
4: I know. So, in any event, we're really glad that you're okay. And, Thank you. Uh, and one thing I want to mention, I mean, I'm sorry that your bike is a little bit hurt right now and damaged. And hopefully it'll have a second chance or third chance, whatever. Oh, yeah. At life. But, you know, I wanted to get back on track because, you know, when we do these shows, um, I, the main purpose is always to guide, to enlighten and to help, you know, our listeners evolve and become more aware of who they are and what their true potential is in life. And obviously, as you um, aspire to all these things that we teach, it you start resonating at a higher frequency and ultimately that helps you attract things that are going to be for your highest good. <clears throat> you have to excuse me. I've been sick for the past few days, so if I'm clearing my throat, it's the only way I could talk. But, but as far as the show goes, we always have a lot of fun here. And many of you, and I haven't mentioned this to you guys, but many people have been commenting to me, either by clients or people who send into the email address that we give out, what great chemistry we have between the three of us. And I agree. I mean, it is the best match we've ever had in doing this show. So I just wanted to say that I appreciate both of you. And I really think this this oh. is great. I mean, the chemistry is marvelous. It really, really is. That's mutual. You, and you, yes. and you, Jim, I don't know how you know something about everything, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul, I don't know how you always figure out something to say. You're like the greatest ad-liver. Paul, uh, uh, Jim is good at it too. Like you ask me a question that wasn't planned, and I'm like, uh, 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 let me let me look on the script here. <laughs> you guys, no matter what I throw at you, you've always got something to say. So well, I think you you're know, great.
2: You know what Steve Martin said? You know, some people have a way with words, and other people um, not what? have way. I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I guess I'm one of those. I, guess. <laughs> I, I live
0: I live by that.
2: Not have
4: <laughs> I mean, I'm very good at what I know, but I'm not good at just coming up with stuff off of the top of my head. I'm just not. Yeah. So in any event though, I've gotten so many people saying it lately. I don't even remember what our last show was. I think it was Letting Go. Yeah. And we must have sparkled in that show. Yeah, it was a good one. I've gotten I've gotten so many compliments on all three of us. So thank you guys. And I just wanted to say that on the air. Thanks. Thank
0: Thanks you. to you. Thanks.
4: No, it really is Very great. Sweet. So um in any event, I think uh I want to open the show with a quote. You guys know how I am with quotes, right?
0: Yes. You
4: <laughs> <laughs> no. well,
2: gotta get no, some but- Lady Fontaine T shirts with your monthly quote. Good. Oh,
4: I like that. Actually, I should sell that on my website. I like that. Yes.
2: Let's try to diversify our
4: revenue. (laughs) But this this particular quote has very special meaning to me. And Jim, I don't know if this will have great meaning to you, but it has to me. It's a quote that was uh, said by J.P. Morgan, and that's important to Jim and I. That's where we met 30 years ago, and we've been friends since. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, you and I, Jim have done channeling and we weren't even channeling JP Morgan and he came through. I was channeling my uncle, my great uncle and JP Morgan comes through, but he was a collie breeder and a collie exhibitor. Um, and of course we all know him as a successful wall street financier, but I mean, he, he, because of the collie stuff and wall street, Both are important to me, but he had a really famous quote that I love, and that quote was, and this is important for tonight, so listen up, millionaires millionaires don't use astrology. Billionaires do. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) So that's my opening line for tonight, guys. Well, Jim, we are
2: anxious to hear about the art of astrology. I have many, many questions myself. I'm sure our callers are going to as well. We're all on the edge of our seats waiting to hear about this intriguing topic, and maybe we'll end up as rich as J.P. Morgan.
4: Uh, I hope so.
1: (laughs) Well, it's hard to do astrology on stocks, but I guess it could be done.
4: Oh, between your, your your astrology and my psychic ability, we got it made. Oh, I don't yeah. know how we're not the richest people in this world already. I do. Why? What? What? Because if I'm we're not listening? doing
1: those things. Right? Well, let's
4: do it. start today. Okay, well. I'm already doing it. What is Paul laughing at? I, I love it. It's, I, love,
2: I love it. <laughs> I think Jim wants to say more about maybe uh, the material world is not what we should be using our gifts on yeah. and we shouldn't be
4: focused. Oh, on just no. my intuition, maybe no, we're not I supposed remember, to be chasing and, money. I remember asking Jim 30 years ago, um, if you become enlightened, do you have to stop liking like Jaguars and Porsches and nice stuff? And he said, no, you could be rich and and spiritual. So I said, here I am. I'm going that route. (laughs) And now here I am all these years later. Jim was very instrumental in my, I mean, I've always been psychic, but in my expansion of spiritual knowledge.
2: Well, thank you. Jim
4: was the man. He was the man. (laughs) <laughs> so I have Find a couple help.
2: questions for for Jim on this topic because I've yeah, been yeah. uh at times I've been a little bit more inclined to um believe in um uh, the the uh the aspect of astrological readings and uh horoscopes and that kind of thing and, and there's times I'm I'm a little bit more open to it and times that I'm I'm not. And I feel like the the times I'm not really supportive of the idea of it is when I get wrapped up in the um, the, uh, monthly horoscopes or the, 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 newspaper horoscopes. And for a while they'll be hitting right on the, on the nose and then they'll say something positive and it doesn't come through and you're like, ah, oh, this crap doesn't work. So my general idea, my feeling as a layperson, person, look, I haven't studied astrology really deeply, but my understanding of it is, you know, it's just like, if, if you call any police department and say, what's the craziest day of the month for you, and it's always the full moon. Uh, full moon fever. Everyone knows that full moon brings out some really bizarre behavior in human beings. And the science behind it, you know, do we know really what's causing that? Is it like, is it gravity on our physical system? Is <clears throat> it something, some other form of energy we're not aware of? But if the moon can do that to us as, as human beings, and I, I know for sure that this, this is real. The moon is, it's documented. The moon can mess you up on the full moon. What is a planet like Jupiter out there doing to us and the energies of those huge heavenly bodies when they're all certainly, you know, they're lined up in a certain way? It's got to have an effect on us. And is it gravity? Is it something else? What, what is it about planetary positions that influence us?
4: Oh, you stole my question! Wow. I did. It's not on the script. <laughs> you stole it! <laughs> it's not in there. I didn't see that. <laughs> but it's very similar to one of my questions. I yeah, see I can <laughs> do oh. So I had oh the same Lord. question. <laughs> so who's going
1: to oh, give the oh, answer? I was to answer this oh, question. I'm
4: thinking. Okay, yes, yeah, this, this is your liking. show, Jim. Come on. <laughs> Today it's your show, so I don't have to talk that much. Okay. Yeah. Don't. you? That's okay. Um, well.
1: Yeah, there's there's no answer to your question uh, objectively because you're asking science to answer the question. Science can talk about electromagnetics and and uh, gravity and the weak force and the strong force and, and all these things that that they know about. But there seem to be some forces that they haven't gotten to to account for yet. So I don't know the answer. I mean, if it's gravity, great. If it isn't gravity, then what is it? And that would be a good good. Uh, uh, direction to head but for the for now what they do most of the time is they turn around and say oh no no actually that isn't happening and people have run statistics on police stations and haven't found it anything is more than the other days and so there's really nothing there to talk about and I've, I've heard these things too I've heard stories about surgeons that refuse to operate on full moons because people ble- bleed more it's called the lunar effect you can read about it uh, if you read about it on wikipedia you'll also see that everything they have to say about it is is, you know, this is a pseudoscience and it has nothing to do with reality and you can ignore it because those kind of people are the people that hunt uh pages in Wikipedia and There's try and no empirical evidence
2: on, on the full moon having an effect on us.
1: Well that's ah, what so- they that's what they claim. Right. That's not true, but that's what they claim.
2: But that's, I mean, empirical evidence would be hard facts, hard data, hard, you yeah. know, numbers and charts. Like, if there it, are, I always thought that there were, like, physical studies on this stuff that proved it. I thought there, there
1: are too. There are research projects that have, have come out and have been published and have gotten uh, some critical review and, and, and stood as, I mean, even though they're u- usually very small groups of people that they've studied, not big enough to be able to account for a whole planet. But uh, it's certainly certainly strong enough to say there's got to be something there. It's right. Beyond, beyond.
2: I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've said to my girlfriend, it's like, I feel really weird. Like, what's going on? It's like, oh, it's a full moon tonight. Like, it, like you can yeah. feel it. You know, how oh, it affects I,
4: you. Yeah. Right. I've never felt the effect. You've never felt never the full felt moon it. Maybe, I feel maybe, all the time. Maybe it's, you men, feel, maybe it's men. Maybe, you know, yeah. like werewolves or men are usually male, aren't they? <laughs> No, there's female no, actually, werewolves, actually, too.
1: There actually, some, there's some research that I haven't been able to say is that strong, but there's some research that say that men, women's menstrual cycles, uh, at times when they're healthy uh, menstrual cycles, they tend to to coincide with the lunar phase.
4: I tend to remember that, too.
1: Yeah. So it isn't just men.
4: Hmm. Oh, and, okay. Yes. Yeah, I was talking um, about werewolves. Not menstrual yeah. cycle. <laughs> well, that,
1: the whole idea of the werewolf is, is based on this principle, this idea that it unleashes some deep inner, you know, animal part of us, and uh, 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 not just men, but, you know, women, too. Women can be a werewolves. Have
4: we ever done a show on a full moon? Like, I used to do the most incredible magic on a full moon.
1: Well, we missed it by a few days this week.
4: Oh, I know. It was a couple of days before, but <laughs> yeah. we should actually plan a show on the full moon and no, see if it's any No, because all my technological crap will fall apart.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> and It'll we might a, see, a we might see got... right
4: here in person, You, the two of you will start growing. Her fangs. And her... Right, right. They I got two character. computers, two iPads, a monitor. I'll
2: rip everything
4: out of here. I'll go crazy. No, we don't want that. It took it took you too long to figure out how to do this. We wouldn't allow that.
2: i All right, will so going
4: chain you in. I'm going to we chain you We don't need that. I don't know chains here. <laughs>
0: Yeah.
2: So Jill, you, you have some me? specific questions for Jim on astrology. Like maybe we can uh let's let's dig deep on this and figure out like if it's not right. science then what, what is it about planetary positions
1: that affect us?
4: All right. Are you gonna talk about it or you want me to ask you I've, questions? I've
1: got I've got all kinds of notes here that I can walk through or if you want to ask questions I can go through those and then try and skip those parts in my notes later.
4: Which is easier for you? To do Either your one. spiel? to do your skill and
1: then let me, let me bounce through it a little bit um, okay
4: go ahead
1: um so so astrology means study of the stars obviously um but that is a <laughs> very limiting know
4: that. i oh, did yeah. not know that
1: there's a very limiting uh, uh uh answer what what uh what really it is is a study of repetitive patterns in time that may impact events or behavior okay sometimes these astat- Patterns are associated with stellar phenomena. Sometimes it's things about the, the planet, uh, uh, about, you know, tropical seasons or layouts of the land, things like that. Um, so uh, to just restrict it to stars is not a, a good thing to do. Um, in, in Taoist astrology, in the I Ching in China, they they use the actual year as a way to, to handle it. Uh, and what they do is they, they say, Every year is given a certain animal name. Like this is the year of the ox this year. <clears throat> and uh, they have cats and rats and dogs and snakes and, and stuff like that. And
4: dragons and – or yeah. not dragons. Oh, do they have a dragon? We
1: do have dragons, yeah. My daughter is a dragon. I think I was
4: born in the year of a dragon. Yeah, I think I am too.
1: Oh, you just gave away something.
4: No, I'm not. I'm a rat. I'm a rat. (laughs) Hey, your daughter is how old? How old is is Gwen?
1: She's 21 this year.
4: I'm 39. What's the view? There you go. (laughs) I always admit to 39. (laughs) So nothing has changed. I'm never turning 40, so I'm always 39.
0: Yeah, so. Stop
4: laughing, Paul. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hate this. I'm
1: trying not to. Yeah,
4: he has seen me without makeup. That's why he's laughing. <laughs> so. When we do Zoom, I met when we do Zoom like coaching. I don't have makeup on. Yeah. Go ahead. Go so ahead. The
1: next thing the Chinese do is they have four pillars. They call it, and the first pillar is the year, and the year you're born is your your animal sign, and then they say what month are you born, and then that's an animal sign, and then they say what what day were you born and that's an animal sign that these all cycles going on all the time and then what hour were you born and that way they can really hone in on your particular personality as opposed to the general stuff because you're focusing so 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 intricately on all those pieces of it so you could but be a dog rat snake elephant and uh not not elephant but yes you yeah, could be you all be those things dog. at the same time <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, you need to have all that information and then the astrologer will go through and calculate it all and, and hand you your answer. You can do it online. There's 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 uh, I Ching astrology <clears throat> calculators out there.
4: I mean, I've seen my natal chart. I know I'm a triple Gemini, which you could confirm.
1: You're a triple Gemini? Yes. What is triple? What do you mean?
4: It means I have... Gemini in several
1: houses. Oh no, um, you have Gemini uh, on the cusp of your 11th, of your 12th house, and there are two signs, two two planets in it: the Sun and Mercury. You're a double Doesn't Gemini. does that mean
4: I'm a triple, a double Gemini? I know there's, there's another Gemini. Well, I'll Sorry. I'll figure that out. I know I'm a triple. Gemini. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's only, only a little bit of a, of Gemini is in that house, and most of it's in your 12th house. But that's that's getting ahead of us. 12th house
4: is what? What's the 12th house?
1: The house sign is uh, Cancer.
4: But what is that 12th house of? Uh, uh,
1: it's, it's, the, it's the border of the of, – I'm sorry. Yes. The 12th house is mostly in Cancer. Um, Uranus is in Cancer in the 12th house. It's the house of things that are hidden in your life, the things you don't want to reveal, the things that are deep under the surface.
4: So Uranus, or you say Uranus, but I say I Uranus. I say Uranus
1: because I don't want to say Uranus because it sounds like a bad thing. <laughs> There's an old joke, you know, what's what's the difference, what's similar between astrology and Star Trek, And no, toilet paper and Star Trek, that they fly around Uranus and pick off Klingons.
4: Oh, God. I was going to say Uranus sounds worse than, no, your, however you said it, sounds worse than the way I said it. Um, that's the first The have... joke we've
2: had here. That's great. I feel like I'm 14 again.
4: <laughs>
0: you
2: know, my, right. my kid is 12 and he just discovered that's what she said jokes and he won't stop no matter oh, what no, no matter uh, what you say to him he'll say that's what you said and you're like dude that's not even close to doesn't make any sense no <laughs> like, well, it makes sense and then he'll try to make this long connection to make it
4: work it's like i, I just i don't care just stop <laughs> all right i have to interrupt for a second because i have to ask paul a question it's a serious question what did when your son picked up that guitar what was he playing and how did that make you feel
2: Oh, it was the best. Um, my son has Did been. Did you see that um,
4: picture, Jim? Did oh, you yeah. see the picture? I mean, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. really
2: sweet. He was just playing basic chords, but I, you know, I've been trying since he was four or five years old to get him interested oh. in the guitar, and he, um, he's only really been interested in drums and rapping, which is fine. Like I want him to express himself however he wants to, but me being a guitar player and I've got guitars hanging all over the house, it would be nice. You know, and I've got three guitars ready for him. Like they're hanging on the wall. There's a Batman guitar. There's another guitar. And he just couldn't care less. So when he picked it up, I was just, I couldn't be, I was thrilled i was uh, like finally you know he's taking it and he picked it up really quickly so i'm like oh good and i kept telling him it's like happy. listen when you get to college if you can play an acoustic guitar you know it's like you're gonna oh, get the girls the girls girl. yeah. who Whoa. doesn't love the guy playing yeah. acoustic
4: guitar yeah yeah but
2: that that was it one never me, though. you didn't
1: no
4: you, you played the guitar I, remember you played I really the well. like uh violin
1: I play the violin. I play the viola. Play the classical guitar. I, I, an acoustical guitar. I have a twelve string. A Guild twelve string.
2: But yours was like the Animal House thing, where you're sitting on the steps and someone smashed it because yeah, it wasn't the right song.
1: Wasn't the right song. <laughs> Life sucks.
0: Yep. Well, my
2: my kid only played the one day out of fourteen, so I'm I'm hoping he keeps on picking it up. But it didn't last more than a day.
4: But it was still uh, a lovely thing to see. It was it a was. wonderful
2: thing to see. And, and, you know, I don't expect him to pick it up overnight. Just I want him to be open to it if he is, you know, if he has the desire to play.
4: Did he seem like he enjoyed it?
2: He did. He enjoyed it a lot.
4: Okay. That's good. I'm glad yeah. to hear that.
2: All yeah. right.
4: I'm sorry I interrupted, Jim. But That's when okay. he mentioned his son, it triggered a memory.
1: Helped it up. So, right. so there's two two kinds of astrology. There's sidereal astrology, which is
4: God, where the what that is.
1: the planets are in the sky, what constellations they're sitting in front of, okay. And then there's tropical astrology, which is the one everybody uses, which is based on the year cycle, so the seasonal cycle. Um, so, uh, um, uh, so the the, the, the spring equinox is the beginning of the of the whole uh, tr- zodiac cycle. So the first the first sign is Aries. Everybody born between like the 21st of March and the 21st of April, they're Aries. And then so that's that's the tropical zodiac, and that's the one we're all very used to using. Right. But but the uh, the tropical the the sidereal people say, well, that's not the real zodiac because you're not doing it by the stars, you're doing it by the seasons or by the the months. And uh, and so they have this battle going on forever and ever. Um, and we, you wanted to talk about the ages of the Earth, like the age of Aquarius and things like that. Jill? Well,
4: I have that question because last December on um, the winter solstice, yeah. and we had that very, um, very rare configuration, and people were calling it the Star of Bethlehem. And they said yeah. we hadn't had that for, what, seven or 800 years
0: Something like and that, it yeah. was
4: a very, I mean, I did work at that day. And that's, remember Lisa who called in? I did work yes. for her on that day and look what happened. Yeah. Um, and she just got back from Dallas again for another trip down there. So um, I, I'm trying to understand because a lot of people were saying that truly was the beginning of the age of Aquarius. And I heard. I mean, we've been hearing about the age of Aquarius for 40 years, like since before I was born. See, I yes, was. I was. I was up when on the, that.
1: <laughs> when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars, yeah, never heard, I heard it. that. I've heard that.
4: Antique music. I have, but but um, so, so I'm just so, trying to understand more if there is an age of Aquarius and when it's coming.
1: Here's what the ages are. The ages are when the sun uh, on the on the horizon at the morning of the uh, sorry the equinox you know the equinox when the sun uh, is over a constellation that's the age of that constellation. So we're somewhere between the age of Pisces and the age of Aquarius right now. Well, the, when
4: you this, say somewhere, are we like halfway or are we three-quarters of the way? The, or, this is
1: the problem because there's, um, nobody came out and drew a line in the sky and said, okay, when the sun crosses that line, <laughs> you're there. That's it. Right. So, well,
2: so, as, the, as the, the earth spins, for you flat earthers, <laughs> as the earth <laughs> spins, doesn't the sun on the horizon, it, will it always appear in the same constellation depending on where you are in the world? Doesn't it yep. change? No. It will. So if if I go to Africa and a country there and I, I look at the horizon during it, 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 the sun will be in the same. The
1: constellation will still be in the same place. behind. Ah, the because that's the fascinating. constellations are so far away, you don't get any 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 bending going on. OK. On that. But we
2: you mean, if
4: I'm in California, it looks the sky looks the same as when I'm here.
2: No, the yes. sun, when it hits the horizon, right, you're saying that it'll be in the same position relative to that. Relative constellation. to the stars behind it. Interesting because oh, I, we don't like, see the same constellations in the northern hemisphere that the southern hemisphere sees.
4: Right, right. right. I would think that's true. So does I the think age even, even? Go ahead, Paul. Does
2: is the is, is the age still the same if you're not seeing?
4: Well, well I nobody, guess if you don't see the constellation,
2: you don't
1: you don't see where the. Nobody has All a right. real criteria for when an age starts. They're just saying that when the sun is over a certain constellation, that means that it's that age. Can all right. age change
2: so, from one continent to another, from the north to the south? Can you be in a different age because you're not seeing the constellations?
0: No, the you know,
1: constellations are all on the ecliptic or near it.
0: Uh, so the ecliptic is,
1: <laughs> is the, 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 uh, the, 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 basically the, uh, the equator of the, of the solar system. Okay.
4: So my question, though, is what will change with the age of Aquarius? And that will help us because we're certainly not well, in a wonderful, peaceful, loving society right now.
1: No, I've noticed that. And that yeah.
4: <laughs> and it's amazing that, we all get yeah. along so well.
1: <laughs> the, the, the age of Pisces is the age of prisons and governments and law and ah, order and all that so kind of we're stuff.
4: We're definitely still, we're in still the there. Pisces, we're still there. Yes.
1: We're, we're, we seem to be having little spurts of Aquarius popping through.
4: But mm, I consider I that more as many.
1: Yin, yin and yang well you think of the 60s that was that was uh, when they created those songs you know it was it was an age when that was going on but at the same time how would I
4: know about this
1: <clears throat> Ronald Reagan was governor of California <laughs> and a bunch of kids at university in
4: oh I remember Ronald Reagan. yeah I remember that
1: there were some tough times in those days as well so right. it, it, to me it's all very yin and yang <clears throat> excuse me Yin and yang. Meaning if it go, if if energy pulls in one direction, there's also a counter energy that'll pull in the opposite direction. So you tend to have radical things going on, on both sides, they just come and go in their in their distance.
2: Yeah, it's like Darth Vader and Luke, you know, you gotta... Yeah, exactly.
1: Just like that.
4: Come to the dark <laughs> side, Paul. All right. So so the other question <laughs> that I do have
1: So the ch- the Wait a minute, I'm not done yet. The issue of change.
4: It
1: it takes twenty five thousand Years for the sun to go through a complete group of, of 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 constellations, and the last time that happened was probably 800 A.D.
4: So what does that mean? Does that sorry, what changes the, 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 that when that, that happens? That That's... was when
1: that, that was when the sun entered uh 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 oh, Pisces. Uh, Pisces. Yes, thank you. So when the sun yeah. entered Pisces, that was back then. So now they're saying that the the true time, will probably be about 2597 when we actually enter Aquarius.
4: Oh, I don't think we'll still be here.
1: I don't think so. Uh, but there are some uh, people who are saying it was 2012, <laughs> and some people say it was 1844. Uh, I remember 2012. It, 1844 is the <clears> earliest uh, date that somebody scheduled. Um, so, but 2021 isn't anything special. So, the reason that everybody focused on that planetary thing was they were thinking there's a big stellar event going on and we're in the process of moving into Aquarius. So maybe that's what that was about.
4: What, in 2012? No,
1: last year. they were expecting
4: the world to end. Oh.
0: Last year. Oh,
4: yeah, last year. Well,
0: things were supposed to get a lot
4: better. Things were supposed to get a lot lot better after December 21st, and I don't see it yet. But so my other question is, as a whole, how does – how do the planetary influences affect society? Now, granted, you just explained these various yeah. ages, but yeah. like, you know, we could look at individual natal charts. We could look at general, you know, predictions or horoscopes, or we can look at individual horoscopes. But I've heard people talk about like we're entering into um the Star of David configuration. In fact, I think today it starts and it ends on August 8th. So how do things like that affect all of society rather than individually?
1: Um, We usually look to the outermost planets as being the controllers of these kinds of things. So Goodness gracious, I, I need a drink of water. You're
4: getting um, my problem here. Oh, is
1: that it? I'm inheriting? <laughs> yeah. From, I have to hang up yeah. now. <laughs> no, no,
4: no, 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 no. <laughs> um, um,
1: so Pluto, for example, takes a tremendous amount of time to, to travel all the way around, about 247, 248 years to go all the way around in orbit, one orbit, which is a long, long time. And that's why we're, we're thinking that Pluto really dominates political situations on Earth because it affects everybody the same way. So we don't tend to look at Pluto a lot in a chart as being helpful with, you know, who you are as a person, uh, all by itself. Oh, okay. What sign is it in is the same for <laughs> most people for how many years? <laughs> for about 20 years. Uh,
4: yeah. <laughs> but what about this Star of David? And then when we have um, the Grand Cardinal something a uh, grand cardinal trine or something like that. The, the, the cardinal cross or something. Uh-huh.
1: Those Do you are, know what those I'm are, talking about? Yeah, those are big um, events. Grand trines aren't events. Those well, are, they're
4: configurations.
1: Yeah, they're, they're aspects. They're, they're okay. times when the planets line up in a certain way. Um, those would be powerful for a moment, but not for a long time, because most of the planets that are involved are moving much faster.
0: So, so if, you like, had a grand
1: shrine, if you had a grand shrine with Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, which are very slow-moving planets, those planets would, would have a more powerful effect on general society, whereas, you know, Mercury and, and Venus and the moon, boy, those move so fast, it'll be like a half an hour.
4: Oh, because they say from today, I believe, until August 8th, we're in the Star of David, planet. yeah I don't know what aspects. that next. Yeah. yeah, I don't either. Um, it, so I have it another. Could a, I have a, it on. could be a
1: grand sex. A sextile is, is 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 a sixty degree. I believe
4: I remember hearing okay.
1: that. So it could be that there's a string of planets sixty degrees apart all the way around the, the sky. And it's a very it's a very uh, smooth moving uh, aspect. It's very it's very powerful, but very smooth moving. Things move very easily. Things happen. Things can change very quickly that way. But not usually in a in a way that's surprising or disturbing more in a positive
0: so, way.
4: So, I have a question for you. This is a personal question. Oh, do you do you believe in astrology?
0: Hm.
1: I I believe there's something there. I don't know what it is, so I can't account for it, but I have noticed that when I do charts for people, they they're really surprised
4: at how accurate you are. Yeah, at, at
1: how I can I can pick things out that are really uh, kind of secret or true for them that they don't really let people know about. So uh, You may not want me to do your charts after all. No, (laughs) no.
4: After we take some calls, I do want. So so my other question to you is, so nowadays we have these larger telescopes and these big satellites. What if they discovered like 15 new planets in our solar system? Mm -hmm. How would that affect our current knowledge of astrology because it's all based on the planets.
1: Yeah. Um, we, we also use, we also use asteroids as well. As oh, planets. come
4: on. Oh, is that yeah. what the, the, that's a Chiron what Chiron is. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. I never
4: realized those are asteroids. There's,
1: there's a few asteroids that, that have been used. So um, some people are always looking for some new thing to, to, uh, to, uh, uh, Using astrology. Um, at one time, back in the days of Kepler and Galileo, before the telescope was was, was working, uh, they only thought that uh, uh, Saturn was the furthest out planet.
2: So was there a, a system of astrology then, based oh, yeah. on just that?
1: Most of those guys were astrologers. Galileo wow. and yeah, Kepler, I were Yeah, I remember, they were. Yeah. 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 They, they didn't just do astrology, they also did astronomy, but they were right. astrologers. They so how how,
2: how much did I mean obviously things must have changed every time you got a new celestial body, you exactly know. so what happened to the astrologers when the next planet came in did, were they celebratory or were they yes. bummed
1: out like that Their whole they were celebratory. was celebratory oh goody, we got another one we got another tool yeah. to, we got another tool interesting
0: yeah
4: so so who determines what the planetary configurations or aspects mean like with me being a Gemini, I mean, multiple personalities, you know, I mean, we have, we had multiple Tell me about it. here before.
0: <laughs>
4: Which Jill <laughs> are you now? <laughs> I don't know. Whichever one came for the night. You know, they change every other minute. Um, <laughs> but, but who determines all that? And especially if a new planet's discovered, the, the Coco planet is our new planet. So who's going to determine what influence the Cocoa planet has on people and society?
1: Um, It's actually done largely by observation. Uh, They they watch what's going on. They watch how this planet behaves in a chart and what kind of things are happening with people. Then they turn around and say, well, in the past, I've seen this planet here mean this to to people. Does it mean it to you too? And then they start getting more confident in those things. It's it's always that way with astrology that that as you're working with it you're beginning to get a better picture of how um, uh, things that appear in a chart that you've seen before are showing up in this person. Right.
0: So
4: I didn't again, know. That's I, how they do it. Oh Go yeah. Ahead, Paul.
2: Me being a skeptic, uh, again, one of the things that that I I found uh, that is impossible to deny are the personality traits that get. Um, associated with uh, your astrological sign, and uh-huh. as a you know, as a high school student is when I first kind of started reading about it, and I was I was blown away. I was like, when I read my description as a Leo, I was like, how can the month I was born decide all these common characteristics?
4: And I, I I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, you oh, how can you not tell?
4: Now you, now you tell me. Right now, it makes sense. <laughs> But
2: so for me, you know, like when I, when I read my first description, I was blown away because it nailed my personality and anybody else I knew that had my personality traits, I would say, when were you born? It was like, they were Leo's too. So as I grew and I started finding out the other signs and I started recognizing traits in other people, what came first, the card of the horse? Did people start recognizing common personality traits and, and then say that, when were you born and then yeah. assign
1: them the astrological sign after observation or you- i i i i think it was a little of both i think they were using astrology for planning uh when to have the king receive his crown and, or right when to you know when oh, when to reap yeah exactly you know? it was they were using astrology as a way to plan for propitious days for events and rituals and things like that. That was the original reuse for it. And they still use it for that in China today. Uh, they'll use astrology for when to begin building a house or when to start a new business or, or when to get married, things like that. Uh, looking for the right time. Um, so, and then they might have, may have started noticing, like, oh, isn't that interesting people who are born when it's propitious to do this or, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it's probably uh, uh my assumption—I'm not saying this from nobody. Nobody knows because this is—it's so over two thousand years old. Right. Um, it's a very ancient system, but uh, it's very possible that that's what we're talking about. Um. Um, I guess that's all I got to say on that. <laughs> okay.
4: All right. Do we? Do you want to take a few calls and then we can yeah, get back to calls. maybe giving some um, specifics?
1: I got. Well, I got I think some. We've got... Uh, go ahead.
4: I was going to say I think we have a lot of callers in queue. Yeah, I
1: can see that. Okay, but go what ahead. what were you going to say? I, I was going to say I got a couple more items here that I think would be really useful. And, All uh, right, well I'll we're
4: going to let's take two calls, and you could talk yeah. a little bit more. We could take two more and kind of work our way through, if that's good. agreeable to everybody. Okay. Do um, you want to figure out who? I'm very intrigued by Patricia.
0: Okay, let's take I'm Patricia. I'm very
4: anxious to hear what she's got to say.
1: Hello, Patricia, are you there?
4: <laughs> yes, I'm here. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Hello. Hey,
1: hey Patricia. Hi. So can you tell hey, us your story?
4: You. I'm so excited to um, hear what's going on with you. Oh, wow. Well, I was hoping you could tell me. <laughs> well, well, Tell, tell me story. what's, tell what's us, happening. Tell us what's about, yeah. yeah.
5: Well, um... My question, um, I was going to ask about my spirit guides and if they have any messages, because um, I feel that I am um, awakening, um, and this has started maybe um, almost six months ago. And since then, I have um, started dreaming vivid dreams that I am now journaling because they are so vivid. And um along with that numbers, um 444 So I'm also journaling Ooh, I these numbers. Wow. Yes, and I see them everywhere all the time and of course I search and you know, look for the meaning and um It's it's just amazing to me. Uh, So I I, want to know, um, what are the messages? Um, Am I on track? Uh,
4: All right. I'm just connecting. Yeah, I'm just connecting with your guides to see what is going on here. Because I really feel you have, um, I'm not sure who it is yet, but I feel one being in particular that is communicating to you and what they're showing me is almost like an automatic writing um so have you ever just sat there with a pen and just sort of like doodle and see if either things start coming to you or if you actually start writing things because it 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 feels like there is a you know like a, a good entity like a, a very good high master level being that is truly trying to communicate with you, and you must be you must be very good at writing um, because they keep on showing me the pen, and you know i'm sitting here with a pen now wanting to start writing because it's coming through so so strong so Patricia, are you are you either an artist or a writer or something that would do these big strokes with your hands well um I tell you,
5: I do love to write. Um, I, I, well, it's it's not like it's a career thing or it's a, 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 a something that I I'm invested in. Uh, it, it's just general um, note taking, uh, you know, uh, daily uh, daily you know needs, daily activities. Uh, you know, oh, it's time to pay the gas bill on this date. So, and but other times. When I am researching, um, because I am one of those people who uh, love to research and, uh, you know, I want to know more, and so at that time I take notes and um, I like to go over and reread and reinvestigate. So those type of things uh, when it comes to note-taking, more of an investigating um, type of side to it.
4: Um, you definitely have a mission. Um, and I feel that very, very strongly. And I do feel that spirit is, um, opening the channel to you right now. I actually feel, um, if you chose to go in the direction of being a channel or a medium, you would be able to do that. Um, that sort of like sector just kind of opens up in your, in your crown chakra, Um, and and I feel very strongly that you you would have the ability to do that if you chose to do that. But even if you didn't, I believe there's information. I believe these numbers mean something, and I believe there's information here that means something that's being given to you right now. It's being given to you for a purpose, and it is coming from source, but there is a particular high master being you know, I'm not sure if it is your guide or your. I'm not sure who it is yet, but um, they are definitely. You are chosen. I'm hearing those words. You are chosen to receive these messages. They will start coming in clearer. And the um, there's there's um, I'm trying to think of the right word here. There is a very specific protocol that they're going through with you. Um, And you're going to, you're going to end up calling me and telling me what the messages are because you're going to get it. It's something very, very specific. It's meaningful to you in some way, sort of like let's assume that your interests are photography. Um, Somehow this would tie in with that. Or if your interests are um, politics or, Um, you know, whatever it is, it's going to somehow align and fit in and make sense. But some of the information that's coming through to you, I'm glad that you're journaling because it is going to start making sense. Um, And you are chosen. You are chosen to get this message. And it's a very important message for you as well as groups of people. And that could be groups of people around the world. I mean it feels like it's a very very powerful message. So um and what blows me away about this Patricia is you've been doing you've been awakening for 6 months. Jim how long have you been awakening for? Oh well,
1: 30 years.
4: And I've been me too. <laughs> <Wow>. And get <laughs> yeah, no we don't have anybody no. m- sending these 30? kinds of yeah. messages. I mean hey I'm offended. Um you still You, asleep. Know, so, you don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> We're going to wake him up. Um, but you're very fortunate, Patricia. You are on track. Um, the most important thing is that you're aware and you're doing exactly what they want you to do, which is journaling. Um, and you will start putting these pieces together. Don't spend a lot of time and energy yet in trying to put all the puzzle pieces together. They will become very evident to you. Um, I think even this year, as we get closer to the end of the year, the messages are going to intensify and they're going to be very, very specific. Um, so I see you absolutely on the right path um, and you are a cho- you're literally chosen for this. This is your chosen path.
5: Oh, wow. Thank you. Um, and, and as you speak, Five 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 is showing up on <laughs> live CNN. I, I have the news on, so you know it's it's those type of things. You know five five five, sure. um, and and it's and it's. I mean, I'm very aware, uh, it, you know, because at the time that whenever the numbers it draws me in, so I'm made aware of the message through the numbers. I don't care what I'm doing. I could wake up in the middle of the night to go to the fridge for some water, and there it is at 333 or 1111. And I just thank my angel gods for the message. Um, I've already <laughs> read it a number of times, and so I'm l- uh, letting them know that, you know, thank you and and, and um, for, for the message. Um, my background is medical, uh, so it's just oh, something about... No. Yeah, this something might be the groups of people, people. It
4: could like be that right. It yeah. could end up being COVID related or something else. There's a message. I mean, I'm sure you've already read this because I just Googled the meaning of five five five, but I want to say this out loud. And it says the meaning of five 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 is to stay positive, confident, and aware of everything that happens yes. within your inner being. No matter what life throws at throws at you. The most important thing is your state of being. The truth is that your state of being creates your circumstances, not the other way around, which is what I teach. Your outer world is a reflection of what's going on inside of you. And if you listen to our show, um, you know, from past episodes, you would hear that common trait. So keep that focus. Like, Meditation would probably even intensify this or just quiet time or start communicating and connecting and asking for very specific, specific answers, like, who are you? What do you want? What am I supposed to see? And I'm going to turn this over to Jim because Jim is pretty insightful with this stuff.
1: Yeah, I would, I would say <clears throat> also make a log. Of what you've seen actually write it down because if somebody's trying to get a message to you writing it down is a way for them to know that you got it
4: she said she's journaling so she is okay. writing it down
1: okay I just want to make sure that she was actually doing that in the journal because she's journaling about you know the events around uh, seeing a number but not actually writing the numbers down because there, there may be a pattern in the numbers as you get them
5: Yes, and- um, Kim. Um, I am writing the number. It's it's um. Okay, it's funny that you say that because I have sheets of paper that now I'm counting. Like, oh my God, there's numbers just running off the page here. You Do know? you remember so-
4: that movie? And I don't remember the name of the movie. I think Bruce Willis had a son who was always writing down all these numbers and the end of the movie those numbers meant something there was a very important message in those numbers paul oh. do you know what movie i'm talking about i
2: don't i don't, I don't know it, what,
4: yeah i don't know either but was the it more you t- no it was probably <laughs> okay. well long before i was born 20 years ago at least there's <laughs> a common thread here what was it pie I think so. What was Darren that about? Darren Aronofsky's
2: Pi. Pie is about the, uh, the, the Jewish this mysticism, it. and it's all in black mm. and white.
4: Um, mm.
2: No. no it's I don't a think right. film. It's all about numbers. It's, it's a brilliant movie. I love it. But pie. it
4: sounds mm. familiar. It does sound familiar. But, Patricia, this is so critical. This is so, so critical. Your, your mission is so important. I don't fully know what the mission is. They're not telling me, but it's important. <laughs> And I agree with Jim. Make write down everything. Even if it seems, oh God, I got the same message three nights in a row. Write it down. It doesn't matter. It's important. And it will play to your benefit in a very big way in the near future. By the end of this year you're gonna get um you're gonna get clarity on this.
5: Thank you. Thank you so much, um, to all three of you. Um, many blessings. Um I love you all three,
4: and um, please continue to stay safe. Thank you. <coughs> Thank,
0: Thank you, you so much. YouTube, Thank you, Patricia.
4: And call us back when you figure out what this is all about. I sure will. All right. Thanks again. Good luck to you. Good
0: night.
4: That good is night.
2: fascinating. I love yeah, callers we, like we that, right? Had,
4: right. That was the first time we had a call like that in all the that years. That was really and, good. Yeah, well, I We, so we
2: want to make sure everyone remembers uh, we have a special secret code that will give um, our services a 50% discount. Um, that secret code is, Jill, do you notice how- <laughs> Yeah, let me see if I can find
4: it. I got this it, I found Dunlare. it. Oh,
2: okay. TAA0729-FP. That's TAA0729-FP. And that will get you uh, 50% off um, some uh, life coaching sessions from uh, Lady Fontaine, uh, relationship help, Uh, psychic readings. Uh, Jim has a lot of healing arts that he can be helpful with here in the tri-state area as well as over the phone. And I do um, music production and post-production for uh, video and film. So we are all ready to work and we're ready to give you a 50% discount uh, using our secret code.
4: And I want to say this, that um, I'm going to be using Paul's well, I've been really using his expertise in getting this live streaming going, but I'm working on a movie and Paul is going to be, he doesn't even know for sure what he's doing yet, but he's definitely doing something, something, music (laughs) and probably other stuff. And Jim, we were just talking before the show, he's, I mean, he's a phenomenal acupuncturist and a phenomenal healer. And um, I have several trips coming up because of a wedding that I'm in, in October, so I'll be up there in September and October and stuff, And um, because I've been dealing with this sinus infection that never goes away. So, Mr. Jim Elkin will help me with mm. acupuncture. Yeah. And... If my voice ever clears up. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you've got my problem. Somehow I got rid of it, and I must no, have I, sent it to the it wrong place. It just got very humid out, I got let a really bad rainstorm. Remember, right, let I me do
2: some be- healing. Drink some bourbon. Drink some bourbon.
4: <laughs> I used to be a wonderful healer myself, and I've lost oh. that ability. Well, my arm no, stopped you working.
1: you helped me. My arm stopped working.
6: What I know, you? but that's emotional. <laughs> I, mean, I do well.
4: Oh, no. That's, I didn't mean to do that. I really did. All right. Let me, let me do a reversal here. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That didn't work either. <laughs> let me, okay, another reversal. Sooner or later. I'll get the <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna heal. All
0: right, bye. Oh, please,
2: please. <laughs> uh. All right, so I've got I've got a couple more questions here before we get to our next caller. We we talked yes. about at the beginning, uh, you know, my my belief in astrology comes from uh, you know, I, I do feel the the moon have an effect on me. So I I believe planetary positions could have a similar effect because they're much bigger than the moon. And so you're you're describing astrology as the study of the stars, and they're really far away. So so star positions, planet how does Kino. that play into Pla- it?
0: I'm not, I'm not talking Kino. so much
1: about, I'm not talking about star positions, but I'm talking constellations, about planets.
2: Planet pl- planets in relationship yeah. to where the, the stars are, or just well, planetary positions uh, in absolute it's, space.
1: It's, like, it's like this. We, we know there's, there's something interesting about space around us. So if you think about the whole galaxy vibrating in certain frequencies and coming in in all directions, right? That would that would be what we would call the signs. Okay. Okay. And when you think about the planets moving around and messing with that, that's what we would call the planets. And ah. How they interact with each other is what we call aspects, which is, you know, like this one's 30 degrees from that one in the sky above us. And so that means it has that harmony. Yes. Um, does that make sense?
2: Yeah. And then, and then when planets go into retrograde, yeah. like Mercury. Good old Mercury. <laughs> the last yeah. That's two
3: not Again, like, no. no. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like being
2: being a skeptic with some of this stuff. um, <laughs> Anytime that I've ever felt something going wrong with communications or having a really difficult time, my girlfriend will say, yeah, we're in the middle of Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde I'm like, what yeah. the hell is that? <laughs> like, I just found that out in the last five years or so. But every time I have like this massive problem, it's not like I know Mercury retrograde first. It's like I go to my girlfriend, I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, it- it's retrograde. I'm like, I'm having the worst time with X, yeah. Y, and Z. So, yeah. again, it's like it, those are the things that make me a believer when I'm I'm really a scientific skeptic with a lot of it. But when stuff yeah. like that but, happens, it's like but, I, I don't, you know.
4: But yeah. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? Because if you believe what I believe, that your thoughts create your outer world, then if you believe that when Mercury is retrograde, all this stuff is going to happen, gonna happen. Well, but you're going to tell me. I don't even know Mercury is retrograde and it happens.
2: Ninety percent of the time, I don't know. Like she'll give me a warning. She'll be like, sometimes she'll say, (laughs) "Look out! The next few weeks are going to be hell." Because most (laughs) of the time, I I go to her and I and I say, "Holy cow! Like everything I'm trying to do right now is going backwards." And she's like, "It's because." So it's 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 chicken first for me. A lot of the time, I don't know it's Mercury.
1: It could also be other people other people's mental state is influenced by the. Mercury retrograde, and they're in control of things that you're trying to get through. Nah.
0: that's another <laughs> possibility. Remember, everybody's
1: got Mercury <laughs> retrograde, not just you. Right.
2: <laughs> so, one last question on the the astrological stuff. All right. So, our our planets, you know, our, you know, our solar systems here. So we've got influences within the solar system. I'm guessing with planetary bodies. Yeah. But as our solar system moves around the universe, we come into contact with other energy too, right? That's where is that yeah, it's, are we it's getting possible closer that these
1: things to can all change in the future because this you know because the, uh, the the way that tropical uh, monthly things happen might move
2: right so is, we is, do know. we do we move so as a solar system are we moving too slowly through the the universe to really feel anything astrological yeah. it's too yeah. it's too big a like if we had a a million year <clears throat> life cycle maybe we would have a different
1: yeah understanding of that okay that's right
2: it's really, it's really fascinating to me. It's really interesting. Okay. So when
4: Galileo was first doing all this, the constellations and everything looked much different than they do today. Not much at all. Really? Yeah.
2: What are oh. you thinking of? You're thinking of something. What was different back then?
4: I don't know. I just figured it's a long time ago. Something was different. I'm well, surprised not long that it's all the same. Frank. Frank. <laughs>
2: We just got through saying moving to the the galaxy is too
1: slow.
4: No, <laughs> the, I know, but the, I think your Galileo was was it around a long time ago, wasn't he? Yeah, no, hundreds of
1: years ago. Hundreds How many years?
4: years? About
1: yeah, five hundred about five hundred uh, years ago. Seven hundred years
4: ago. No, five hundred, six hundred maybe. Um so but but if, <laughs> if, if we're talking about if, let's if, argue if, over if, a few decades or a few <laughs> centuries.
0: If, <laughs> if
1: if, if if Cro-Magnon man was just killing off the last Neanderthal, they would be different.
4: Do you sometime want to do a show about an ice age?
1: I would love that.
4: <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I don't know if anyone uh,
1: I don't know I what that would be.
4: <laughs> I have theories on it, which are way oh. different, because I have different political beliefs than you guys. But... Uh, <laughs> I would love to do that, but we'll right, talk about it. Out. it. All
2: right, do out. we have a, a new caller we want to grab here? Who's I next? I think we have we a can... bunch of callers.
1: Yeah, we have uh, Suzanne, who sounds like she's got something similar to the last caller. Hold on.
4: Wow, this must see. The age of Aquarius is on <laughs> its Suzanne? way.
0: Suzanne, are you there? <laughs> Hello. Hello. I am
4: here. How are you?
0: Good. How are you? <laughs>
7: I was laughing because you said, oh, we've never had a call like this. And I'm sitting there thinking, holy cow, that could be (laughs) me.
0: It's a movement. (laughs) I think for all these
7: people, part of this, you know, helping the earth get, you know, more aware of the spirit world. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been in awakening for probably three months that I've known, three months that I didn't know, that I thought I had all these physical ailments that were really just spirit trying to get my attention, I think, because now that I've recognized them, they're all gone. And I had them all checked out and none of them were medical. Like my heart was racing, but it really wasn't moving any faster. It was the weirdest thing and just different things like that. So I've been told that I'm going to be doing um, readings for people. I'm going to be doing some kind of thing where I'm talking to large groups of people. I'm going to do some channeled writing and I have some healing capabilities. And everybody keeps mentioning my astrological chart. Things are gonna line up for me at the end of this month into the beginning of August and that's when my things are really gonna explode. And I've also been seeing the numbers like for me it's been ten, ten and twenty one, twenty one.
4: Oh, my mm-hmm. God, this is too much. This is I mean, too I still much. get the 333,
7: the 444, the 555, those kind of things. Oh, I my just, have God. Had I just
1: want to let, you, let yeah. you guys know that she does not have the same area code as Patricia. <laughs> she, oh, they're not yeah. friends. Okay.
7: Right. <laughs> this, this is so and weird. And it's funny, but I didn't believe it at yeah. first. But I have had so many readings from so many different people because the minute I started getting this, I'm like, yeah, right, let's see what this person says and i have done probably 30 readings in the last two months and everybody is pretty much the same
4: all right well one thing i want to say to you actually tomorrow starts something for you i don't know what yet but um, i mean it just comes through so strong that tomorrow is a big day for you so, um, some of your awakening or some messages or something are going to be um, more intensified tomorrow. But my guides are telling me that as of the 28th, which was yesterday, messages changed. There was something different about the information that you're getting because it has a different meaning or a, a more, it's like more critical, it's more important. So did you notice anything, Suzanne, in the past 24 hours or so that's different?
7: Um, The only thing that I can say with surety that I've noticed different is that I've had a couple physical symptoms come back. And I'm like, what is the deal? We just got this all settled. And Mm -hmm. I'm not doing that anymore.
4: All right. What, what now, are the symptoms that are coming back? Let me see if I get
7: any. Like I get, like it's regarding it. I just get like a a chest tightness and a pain in the back of my shoulders started today,
4: mm-hmm. and
7: um, just like I don't want to eat and stuff. It's and I had had that before, and it went away after I acknowledged them. Mm-hmm. And my lips are numb a lot of the time.
4: I get um, ugly um, lips at night. Some of this I'm going to turn over to Jim with some of the physical stuff, but what I'm getting is. It's more than awareness. I mean, granted, there are parts of your body that you do need to validate. You do need to connect with. But I believe there are messages in there. It's more than validating, right. it's finding those messages. And I believe some of those messages really come through as, you know, as traumas, as wounds, <laughs> and hurts, as more than just, oh, you're there. That's the beginning. Right. But there's more okay. there. And this is just like any kind of spiritual or emotional work. It's a matter of peeling off the layers. And you may cycle with this, you know, a hundred times where you have to come back with this symptom or the, that symptom. But um, my gut feeling is that um, there's still some greater awareness. I keep on getting drawn towards her numb lips. um, And I'm feeling there are spoken words that are, it's like frozen, She's not able to get something out that needs to get out. Now, I would think that would be the throat chakra, but I'm really feeling it in the lips for her. What do you, from a more of a medical or clinical perspective, what do you say? And then while you're talking, let me scan her energy <laughs> and go a little bit deeper and see what so, I come up with.
1: So what I'm hearing, it sounds to me more like you're getting a, a, a really powerful chi. How can I say this? Surge. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. A cheese surge. Do you do yoga or anything like that?
7: I've started meditating. I do not do yoga.
1: Okay. Um, i suggest that you look into Kundalini yoga.
7: Okay. I
1: Kundalini looked at that. yoga. Will teach you
6: how to, how to move that energy, energy right. as right. it's
1: moving through your body. Because if it doesn't get controlled properly, it can be painful and harmful. Not harmful, bad, but I mean harmful, meaning it's uncomfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and and what you're what you're describing, because there's no physical thing, they can't put an electric uh, EKG on you and find any problem with your heart. But you're feeling stuff in your heart. It's, that sounds like exactly what we're talking about. Is like. You need to clean your chakras. And that's why okay. I'm suggesting looking into kundalini mm-hmm. yoga, K-U-N-D-A-L-I-N-I. Yeah. Kundalini.
7: So somebody told me, originally I found out when I first realized that these were physical symptoms of spirit was the a kundalini syndrome or kundalini awakening. And so, you know, I went through all of that to try to, and doing like chakra meditations and things. And it's funny because I've been told I have very high energy, but like I don't, feel it except for these physical symptoms so i have to guess learn how to do that and i know right. i'm getting messages because i've been told they're coming and they're i keep hearing that i'm getting them in dreams i haven't remembered my dreams for probably the last 3 years and i've done all this work on i will remember my dreams tonight i ask my guides to help me remember my dreams i have a mm-hmm. journal next to the bed i try right. not to move when i first wake up and keep my eyes closed and and think about it and get a feeling or an awareness or what was yeah. going on and right. i mean six or seven words in the last two months, I get nothing that way. And they said, I'm going to again, but But you're
4: trying too hard. You are trying too hard. You kind of have to ease into it. And, and plus the fact, and again, you probably heard Jim and I say, we've, we've been doing this for 30 years and, you know, Mm. we're getting back to callers. people who have six month's worth of spiritual awareness and awakening that are like blowing, absolutely blowing me away. So what I want to say to you is be in the moment and don't worry, be with what comes through and, and do that inner work where that just that quietness, that inner, you know, tune inward. And, and if it's a meditation and yoga, whatever it is, and try not to get the messages. See, my gut feeling is you're going to too many people who are telling you too many things and you're waiting for all this to happen and Mm. your better approach is just to relax and know that spirit is there. Spirit is trying in some way to give you a message. And I would, just like I said to Patricia, start asking, spirit, what do you you want? What do I need to see? What do I need to do? Mm -hmm. And be more open and aware of yourself see you're you're getting out of your body already and worrying so much about what I need to do what I have to and you that's right i mean it's in your head now I am. you've got to get out of your head yeah. into your heart, and you have to find mm-hmm. that very quiet place within yourself, and it will come to you, but everybody giving you all these messages and, and it comes through is promising because yeah. you're you're banking on it, you want to be this great you know, have this great awakening and stuff, let mm-hmm. it evolve, let it happen. And it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. You're starting to wake up and that's all that really matters. Okay. You're starting to wake yeah. up. You are connected. I'm yeah. a- Go ahead, Paul.
2: I just, I just want to break into this because, uh, in my experience with Dream Communications, there's a lot of times it's not meant for your conscious mind. It's meant for your oh, okay. subconscious, and these right. messages come in and they That's resonate powerful. with you in a foundational way. And it's not part of your everyday.
0: I, I earned impressed. my money. <laughs> well, you did. I am so impressed. I'm out. Oh my god.
4: I don't feel I am so guilty. Thank you. But he's right. He's right. That's He's great. absolutely okay. right, Suzanne.
0: Yeah, try, with the
4: try to, and the more important thing that my guides are saying is what's happening now is you're in that waiting mode instead of that trusting mode. You've been told this stuff by numerous people. Trust it. Just trust it, go inward, and quietly. I don't know if it, the right word is wait because I'm not a big person on waiting, but listen, maybe that's the better word. Listen. Jim, as, James
1: okay. Taylor, as James Taylor right. says you might as might as well enjoy the ride.
0: That's
4: right. And you should. <laughs> you you should. You're waiting for all this stuff and you're all like you know, like anything that happens, I could feel it in your energy. I mean you're like in high gear and and you're waiting and wondering it. Blah that. blah 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 Yeah. Um it I, could uh, be. I am it could be. But but um For this kind of work, you have to find that quiet place. You have to be very much in that trusting mode. And that's something that you, that's part of your learning experience. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you something, you guys, this, you know, this new awakening that people apparently are having, it's miraculous that it's happening so fast, but enjoy every moment and don't rush it. It's coming to you exactly the way it's supposed to. But I would agree that, When you said earlier about healing, I definitely got immediate validation and you have the ability to heal. I would say start, uh, in my, in my, my feeling is start with just energy healing with your hands. I feel if you just rub your hands together and do whatever you need to do, oh man, are you going to be powerful? You don't need anything else but your hands.
7: Can I tell you what happened? My I have a dog that has congestive heart failure. Oh. And so and I decided that if I'm going to be a healer, then I'm going to help him. So right. I started doing this meditation thing with my dog and he we took him to the cardiologist yesterday and his heart has actually gone down in size. It is not wow. as bad as it was yeah. 6 months ago. Beautiful. Beautiful. So you you have the my... ability.
4: See, that's what I'd like to see you focus on. When I first became a healer, I worked, I had the ability to heal humans, but I worked on animals. That was my gift. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. I, not that I can't do people, but what I found is animals don't have this complicated brain that, you know, you could heal a human in 10 minutes later, they're back to the same old problems because of the way the brain operates. Dogs and animals are beautiful. They're beautiful creatures. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I would say keep doing that work. You're going to find your your way, but don't push it Mm -hmm. and don't want it so much. If you've ever listened to the show before, what I always say, when you want something, you keep it away. Look up the meaning of want in any dictionary. It's lack of. So you're getting yourself Mm. into a state of lack by wanting. Yes. I get it. Okay.
7: But good luck to you.
4: You're you are you're on you're on the path, Suzanne. You're very much on the path. Thank you so much. You're very welcome.
2: That's fantastic. We've got, this is the best show
0: ever.
4: I love this.
2: I love it too. This is fantastic. What a good, good good night. Uh, So what's next then? Do you want to take on our caller? Is there anything we want to go over or just keep um, on hitting? I would
4: like Jim, keep on going Jim, because eventually he's going to get to us. And I want to hear what he's (laughs) going to say. That's what I'm trying to avoid.
1: (laughs) You want me to get to you?
4: Oh, I'm curious.
1: Okay. Um, hang on one second here. And you oh. still have
4: other stuff you want to talk about too, so I want to. Yeah, get- yeah, I wanted to talk about
1: the different kinds of charts that are out there.
4: Um, well, why don't you talk first, about that first? Yeah, Go the ahead. first
1: one. The first one that's out there is the newspaper chart. That's the one Paul was talking about earlier.
4: (laughs) What do you mean? The one that you read in the...
1: You open the the newspaper up and there it says, Taurus, this is what's going to happen for you today. Now, those are called transit charts, although it's a very simple transit chart. What it's saying is your planet is... Your natal chart is in Taurus, and this is where the sun is today. And so because of that, I can tell you what your life is going to be like today. But it's only the sun. It's only in the sign. So it's okay. new general. And you, you've got how many planets? Ten planets that you got to deal with. You've got 12 houses and 12 signs. And aspects that can happen to any single one of those things. And your aspects are really going to determine a lot about what happens in your future and your transits. So a transit chart that uh, we would build today if we were going to do it to make it, you know, what's going to happen to you uh, 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 if you take this job or something like that? No, I'm sorry. What's going to happen to you? Uh, in in a year what are you going to look like and what I would do is I would progress you uh, like I said transits means I would look at what your chart looked like natively and where it is today what the sun looks like now or the sky looks like now I would also progress it one day for one year so I would move the whole for 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 one day of forward progression in your birth chart so the next day after you're born will be like a year of of your life
0: and then I, I would also know. live
1: at one month per year, so a month of, of time. Where would you chart you after a month? That'll be like a year of your uh, of your life. So those are three levels of prog- three levels of progression. How many figures was that? <laughs> three levels, three levels <laughs> of progression. And so you get really precision stuff going on. In fact, we use this technique to fortune tell, of course, but we also use it if people don't know what their birth time was. We say, well, what do you think it was, or how close can we get? And we, pro- we do a progress chart, and we look at how things line up with major events in their life. And we move the chart around to make it so they line up. And then we tell them what their birth time was based on that. Wow.
4: Oh, my God. Did you know your birth time? Did you find it, Paul?
1: Yes. Yeah, he gave me. Oh,
4: good. Good.
1: Um, so those are what we call, those are fortune-telling or progressive charts, progress charts. Uh, natal charts, we, of course, we talked about um, when when does when does a, someone born is the question is a real controversy in astrology. sometimes it's when they're conceived. sometimes it's when they breach cr- the crown. sometimes it's when they cut the umbilical cord. And most people say it's when the baby's body is separate from the mother's body. <laughs> Completely separate. I can tell That's, you, no. I
4: remember being born. I remember the birth experience. So,
1: so when when were you? Would you say you were actually? My spirit to be under the entered of the my
4: body when the baby started to cry, and I could tell ah. you, I could tell you the the how I know that. I mean, <laughs> okay, I, so that had to, to, to be to after the
1: umbilical. You? No, it had to be after the umbilical cord was cut.
4: Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I didn't want to go back. I was fight arguing with them that I didn't want to go back. And <laughs> they said me...
1: mean...
4: <laughs> <No. Back laughs> to me. Back to human
1: body, she means.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then
4: um, the guy, the, the the master, the high master being that escorted me. Um, the baby, the mother would cry, cry, and I'm busy saying, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. And then he said to me, "You have to go back, but it won't be for long." And then, like that vacuum, I zoomed in my body, and then I could hear the crying. So the actual, the actual soul enters. And I know this this is not what the traditional people think, but the soul enters the body at birth. I lived it. I experienced it.
2: So when you when you cried for the first time was when you took your first breath of air. Yes. outside of the womb so yes. you could still be yes. attached right with a you could still be breathing while oh, you're yeah right that's true so it's just so maybe jim it's the first breath when you when you inhale for the first time the spirit enters yeah. the body then <laughs> maybe
1: that that's true but most babies don't cry until the umbilical cord is cut oh because they have the oxygen they need from mom until the umbilical ah. cord is cut
4: I with puppies with puppies it's that way we cut the umbilical cord and we start sometimes they're moving before sometimes they are but then we we do things to get them you know crying and well you know like puppy crying get them moving (laughs) right and clear their lungs
1: yeah the next kind of chart is a horror rechart and with that literally. Yeah, it's a chart, uh, is cast, uh, when somebody comes to you and says, I've got this question I need answered, kind of like what we're doing tonight, Um, and and you'll say, okay, the moment I understand the question, I'm going to cast the chart for that moment, and then we're going to look at that in relation to your native chart and come up with the answer for your question. Oh,
4: so like if you want to... If you want to get married on a certain date, you could say no, no. it's a favorable no. date. No, well, you say,
1: is this is this the right girl for me to marry? And the moment I got what you said, I, I I take that time down and I make a chart for that time and lay it out. And that's going to be the answer. It's going to hold the answer for your question. Interesting.
4: Really? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's like
1: another way of throwing the tarot. I've never done this, but I, I'm fascinated. I have books on it, but I just never did it. So it sounds like fun to try sometime. Maybe we'll do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Electional... When, we,
4: when we have the team building meeting in October.
1: Yeah, that'd be I'll good. I'll bring
4: my tarot cards. Okay. Do we need tarot cards? <laughs> I don't think
1: so, but why not?
4: <laughs> All right. I don't do tarot readings anymore. It's been years. I wouldn't even oh. know what a card means anymore.
1: You'd be surprised. It comes back really. Oh, quick. you
4: think I remember? All right, I'll bring them. Okay. Okay, um, ele-
1: Electoral Electional charts are like what you were saying, what's the best day to get married or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Okay? Um, and finally, there are relation chart, relationship charts. And like I compatibility?
4: Look, are you talking yeah, about compatibility? Yeah. Well, it's, okay. it's
1: not just – it's not compatibility. It's actually what, what, what will it? the relationship look like. And the way this chart is done is – I've done this on people and they're just shocked because I can – you know in fact i did it on one of my my relationships with my last wife and one of the questions that i read in the book on the in the in the uh in the interpretation section said and you have to ask yourself why are you married to this
0: person
1: (laughs) (laughs) and i said funny questions what (laughs) do (laughs) you (laughs) think
0: because we were were not
1: supposed to be together (laughs) 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 um Anyway, so so what happens is you take the two natal charts and you and you and you kind of average them out so that you're reaching the midpoint between all of the planets, and and uh, you're averaging out where the ascendants in the midheaven will be and, and figuring out where the houses will be, and and so you end up with a new chart that is neither of us but it holds both of our information, and then you read that chart and it's a literally is a relationship chart. It's a chart of the relationship itself. So it talks about the dynamics of the relationship, what kinds of things don't work, what kinds of things work well, what kinds of things you need to do to be, get better, those kinds of things. Really cool.
4: So it's not a compatibility chart. It's, no. It's, it's, Compati-
1: compatibility taste- is all about, you know, how likely am I to get along with this person? You could use it as a compatibility chart, but it's really discussing What's my relationship like with this person?
4: But more important, what I'm trying to figure out is, like, if I've got, um, like, Uranus in uh, my 10th house of whatever, you said, um, and my partner has Mercury in the 10th house of whatever, I always thought you look at, all right, Mercury and Uranus. That actually would work that would work <laughs> right So because those are compatible planets
1: they're compatible so planets look... but everybody has them
4: oh so uh, so but don't we all have planets anyhow?
1: <laughs> That's right so it has to be how they relate to each other in some way so so we would I wouldn't if I were doing a relationship chart or a, a, not a relationship chart, but a uh, a compatibility,
0: compatibility
1: chart, I might be working more on just, you know, what kinds of things are you missing in your makeup that someone else might be able to come in and fit those parts really nicely. So something a crippled like
4: person and then having something, somebody more stable.
1: That was more practical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, but and they you don't always tell work. that
4: in there. Oh. Yeah. They don't always okay. work
1: because you get an Aquarian and a Taurus and it's like, forget it.
4: <laughs> See, an Aquarius is like one of my compatible signs.
1: I know, but they're they're party animals and Tauruses are like I want to be home. <laughs>
4: well, I thought cancers want to be home. I have Cancer rising. Some
1: um, um, yes, you do.
4: See, at least I got that right, Paul. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So, um and, and that leaves me with your charts.
4: Well, do we want to take a call or two and then get into our charts?
0: Sure. Yeah, take a call because we have so many callers.
4: (laughs) But we're going to get to look at all these callers here. But I want to get to um, to our charts. I want to hear something. Um, Do you have any? uh, Do we have? Who's here? Um, Some of these look very. We have
1: Tonetta. Tonetta has been on for a while, waiting for waiting for us to give to her.
3: Okay.
1: So let's take Tonetta. Okay. Hi Tonetta, are
3: you there?
1: Hi. Hi, I'm here. Hi. Hi. Um, Hi. So, so tell Tonetta what's your story. Tell us, tell us what what's going on with you.
3: Um. Okay. So basically, um, I am separated from somebody that I was involved with. It is another female and. Her name is Christine. I would like to know if there's going to be reconciliation and something further here because I she did give me a diamond ring and a diamond necklace and earrings, and she did not ask for any of this back. And um, we live in the same apartment building complex, so I do see her every day. So I just I don't know what's going to transpire here.
4: Yes, you will definitely. You guys have not run your course by any means. Um, I we we do video streaming as well, and I'm sitting here shaking my head. Yes, when you're saying, "Will we get back together?" and I'm saying, "Yes, yes, definitely." It comes through as a definite. Um, she, I feel a couple things in her energy. One is um, she needs the space right now, and this is all about space. This isn't about not caring for you. Um, she may need to explore other things before she really knows that, cause I could feel in her energy, she felt closed in. She felt almost, um, I don't mean this the way it sounds, but it's like a caged animal, like I have to get out. I have to get out. It was right. like survival right. for her. Um, but it's okay. a passing thing. Once she experiences this survival, she's going to go, ooh, this isn't all I thought it would be. And I do feel she already misses you. I do feel she thinks about you. It's just a matter of giving her the space to find herself. She was feeling caged in. And it's nothing that you did. It's just she wasn't fully ready. I mean, I do believe she loves you, but I believe she wasn't fully ready for She got caught up in a lot of stuff. Then you're in it. And then she got scared and she ran. But if you just give her the space and you don't push in any way, shape or form. And try not to get into that waiting and wanting mode, which I know is very hard to do in a relationship when a relationship ends, because those are two things that we do. We wait and we want, but it's the wrong thing to do. Try to Mm -hmm. trust. And what I'd like you to do is keep your focus on (laughs) all the things that you're grateful for with, with her, because the more we focus on gratitude, the more the universe gives us to be grateful for. So therefore, if you're grateful that you've had all this wonderful relationship with her, the universe will send you more of having a wonderful relationship with her. If you focus on she's not here and she's never coming back and, oh, my God, what's going to happen? You're going to draw on more negative stuff. Try to trust the process. It is not over By a long shot. It is not over. I believe she loves you. I believe she will be coming back. And if I were to give you a.
2: Repeat that that. gratitude. The more you're grateful for things, the more things come into your life. Repeat that.
4: Okay, so... Um, that resonates. Okay, so it's so important to keep your focus on things that you're grateful for. So in other words, in, in um, Tanetta's situation, she should be grateful for her relationship, the relationship she has. That's where she should focus her attention. Be grateful that she had it, that she met this person. Forget about the outcome. Just be in the moment. I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for what she had with her. And that then draws in more of having the same thing or better. But if you focus on not having it, that's exactly what you're going to draw in. Um, If you, if you, uh, our show is here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, You could listen to our Law of Attraction show that we did before we went on hiatus probably about six weeks ago or it's on YouTube if you want to see it in video. But that talks a lot about that kind of things that we draw in based on our thoughts and our beliefs, but keep your focus on gratitude. Forget that she isn't there. And I know I'm asking you to do something that's very hard to do, but try to keep Mm -hmm. your focus on. You're so grateful that she was in your life. She still is there. Keep your thoughts on what you had or have with her rather than what you had with her so what right, you have right. with her you have love you have a bond you have all this wonderful stuff be grateful for that mm-hmm. and forget about the fact she's not there because she will be coming back did that um do you know clarify? a time
3: frame of when you see her coming back around
4: um, i would say the maximum the very, and this is Not It's not going to take this long, but the maximum is three months. So it's not all that long. I believe it's actually going to be sooner than that. And I want you, I'm going to ask you to not get upset if you think she's straying away or talking to other people or seeing other people. Don't worry about it. That's actually going to be very helpful for her in realizing that nobody does it for her the way you do. And I don't mean sexually. Mm -hmm. I mean the whole package. You guys talk about compatibility that we were talking about before. You guys, your energies mesh really well. Yeah, do I feel occasional tug of wars? Yes, I do. Emotional tug of wars. But overall, there's a very nice blending of your energies together, and I do feel she's not going to be able to find that
3: elsewhere. Right, right. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, well, I'm so that happy is good. that I found the show and I'm glad that I was able to get on and talk to you guys. Yeah.
4: Me, me too, Tanetta. Just try to trust the process and keep in a state of gratitude and you're going to see how quickly okay. you're going to draw her back. Oh, thank you so much. You're very welcome.
2: Thanks for calling in. Jill, I, I hate thank to you. interrupt when you're in the middle of something like that, oh, but no, I, just, that I was felt important. that that line resonated with me so, it just like, it was like a bell ringing. The, the more gratitude you show, the more the universe brings it to you. And, yeah. and, and so often when things aren't going well, you know, we, we get lost in feeling bad and, and bemoaning what we're missing. When if we would focus on the things, we, we can always be grateful for something. So right. if we focus on that, it, it attracts more. And that's one thing I need to learn. It's very hard to do.
4: Yes, but you are getting very good at doing a lot of stuff with this emotional work. You are. Yep. And you are, you're really doing phenomenal. Um so you'll get that. And I've said that probably 500 times since you've been involved in the show right? and tonight is the first night you've heard it. So yeah. that shows me how much you're awakening. Yep. This is the age of Aquarius, Jim. I swear. Come to me. <laughs> <laughs> It has this to be. Oh, my God. Aquarius. I won't sing because everybody will leave this show immediately. Oh, don't
0: do that. Oh, <laughs> they all hung up. All no,
4: no, please come back. <laughs> all right. Do you want to talk or do you want to take one more call and then talk?
1: Uh take one more call and then talk.
4: Okay. Um, Who
1: do we got? We've got Patricia who's relocating is that you, okay. Patricia? Are you there?
6: Yes, I'm here.
1: Hey, welcome. Um, um, tell us your story. Tell us what's going on with you.
6: Well, I, starting about last year, um, I had gotten really these messages, um, intuitive messages, uh, whatever you want to call it,
3: about relocating,
6: like and I and i I was gonna relocate, i thought elsewhere uh prior to but to the southwest uh don't know anyone there, no family, no friends, nothing uh so I know if it's a uh, some some type of a journey uh in May of this year, I went for about five days in Arizona to try to get some feeling or something you know, look at it and see if anything, you know, spoke to me or, you know, touched me or, so, you know, I found the, when I was riding the public transportation, you know, strangers were nice when I would ask directions and most, everyone was, you know, generous and kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, okay, um, And um of course, yes, I'm doing the pros and cons, you know, writing on paper. Of course, i praying and asking for guidance. Um, and so then, of course, there's New Mexico. Um, and That's yes, I what know came Sedona. to me.
4: That's what came to me when you started to talk about the southern, western part of the country. New Mexico is what came to me. Arizona is a lovely place. I mean, I love Arizona, but New Mexico right. feels more aligned with you.
6: I see. Um, then you know, as I said, you know, I'm doing the pros and cons of both cities and states and um and yes, I know about the hot weather and the crime and so on and so forth um so and I wanted to do this i uh around September of this year um and so and yes there are other things going on in my life, you know uh to I'm now gonna have to have started to attempt to find side gigs that were right for me because I'm on a limited budget, meaning I couldn't afford Internet, but I use a device from the library, a Wi-Fi hotspot, uh, which is good. Uh, And then, you know, learning, teaching myself new skill sets. So I'm moving forward because I must move out of this state, Ohio, because the energy is just so very and has been so you know toxic and negative and many of the people uh i found up you know abrasive and just really negative uh and i you know i definitely understand you know energy you know and and you know how that you know can be such a strong affecting your life and I won't spend any more time here than necessary um, so i um uh so I'm just 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 attempting to really solidify my decision and i yes I need to visit uh New mexico Albuquerque, and you know determine that um, if that's the best place for me and whatever on this journey that I'm to complete, you know, do that and then, you know, move on in my life.
4: So um what what part of the state is Al- Albuquerque in? Because I see you in the northern part of New Mexico, the northwestern part of New Mexico.
6: I don't know, as I said, I've never been there and I don't know anyone there.
4: Yeah. And yes, um <clears throat>
6: Obviously,
1: a TV know, series, you know, there and there's another TV uh, series films Par- there. Farmington is in the north, yeah, northwest side of uh, of New Mexico. Albuquerque is almost in the center,
4: All and right. Santa
1: Fe is a little bit more north of that. North
4: mm-hmm. central. North,
1: so. north, yeah, they're both central. Santa Fe is central, uh, but central side to side and towards the top on the top
4: that has a nice feel for her too. But a few things that I want to mention when you were talking that were jumping out at me. Um, <clears throat> I know you said you want to get out because the energy is bad in Ohio and stuff. But um, when you run from something, unfortunately you tend to take that negative energy with you. So my, my very, very strong advice to you is to try to, you know, even though you don't like the energy or anything like that is work on finding peace and acceptance and then do the move. And I know you said September, which is, I mean, it's a month away, literally. Right. So you've got a lot of work to do, but well, yes. I, I I feel your best um, chance at really finding the right location and being happy there. Is to find peace. You have to find that peace within yourself and find that peace where where you know things don't even bother you. I mean, all this energy and craziness and stuff is going around, but you find that inner peace within you. Um, New Mexico feels stronger to me for you than um, than uh, Arizona, though Arizona is such a great feel, but it just doesn't feel. I just feel that it feels better for you in New Mexico. Right. Um, Right. And I've been doing healing and release work,
6: uh, you know, for many other
4: different areas of my life. Uh,
6: Keep
4: doing it. Keep doing it. Right.
6: Right. So, I mean, certainly. uh, But, yes, this energy here is just too conflicting.
0: Right. And and I know
6: city and state has their own energy. I get that. Uh, But it's this here. Uh, and I was born here, but I lived elsewhere for many years, and came back here, and uh, and it's you know it's been a mess. So I I'm not wasting any more time here. I'm doing my right. healing and work and uh, moving on.
4: Right, you're on the right track. Um, you know, uh, I'm just looking at your energy to see. You mentioned before about not knowing anybody and my guides keep saying it's not an issue. Um, You'll fit in, you'll fit in fine and you'll find that you're able to make friends and feel very much at home. But what the one, the one thing I do have to say is like you have um, like Albuquerque in mind and stuff, be more flexible um, sort of, if, if and when you go down there, explore a few different areas. My gut feeling is you'll find something and you'll be shocked. I, like you, I could hear you saying, I never expected to like it here, but you will. And it's not Albuquerque. It's somewhere else. So mm. try not to have it dead set in your mind exactly what you think you want. Um more let yourself feel a place out. You're gonna know if you're honest with yourself, you're gonna know if it feels right for you.
6: Okay. And the gentleman guy that was saying yeah, you often simulations in New Mexico. Patricia, we can't understand you.
1: Can you speak closer to the phone?
6: Yes, so you're saying that you're mentioning different cities. You're saying it's
4: more northwest that
6: yes. I might I see you in see northwest
4: things. New Mexico, yes. And even though oh. when Jim said Santa Fe and that that seems to be the central north central part of the state feels good for you as well. So I would say explore that area. There's something.
1: Okay. Let me I, give I you a, some names.
4: Oh, go, Ship rock. go on.
1: Ship, Ship rock. Oh,
4: I like that actually. I do like that.
1: Farmington. Um,
4: I get nothing on Farmington at all.
1: As Aztec. Ah,
4: I love that. I love that.
1: Those I are, love those are, that. Those are the three cities in the most northern, western side of the state.
4: Um, especially look into Aztec. What was it, Shiprock or what? And Shiprock, was yeah. And They're Shiprock. They're smaller towns.
1: They're smaller towns, but yeah, Farmington mm-hmm. is a nearby major city.
4: I'm not getting anything on Farmington yeah. for her. I mean, that might be like the central hub you know we're no it's just a larger
1: city that's all that's all
4: but the the other two aztec oh i could see her there oh my god yeah, oh, if, love if i was that looking for you. a place
1: to go through some spiritual rejuvenation and pure and cleansing i would probably pick a smaller town than a big one
4: that's true that is true and then you're close enough to Farmington where you know, where whatever she right, whatever she needs would be there. I, I, I would look into this Aztec or even that ship rock. Um and and just when you go to to New Mexico, make sure you visit the northwestern part. That's where I see you. And you have the potential of really fitting in and being very happy there. Very, very happy. I see. But All get right. your yeah. act together, Patricia. Get your act together before you go. Don't go going, I'm so glad I got away. Don't do that because you're going to bring all that negativity with you. Get that negativity out of you first. Yeah, yeah. All right. All Um, right. All
6: right. So um, should I still move forward with September or just what maybe now push it back to October?
4: I would like to see you go when the time is right and not put that pressure on yourself, because I think that you're going to make the wrong decision. If you put that pressure on yourself, if you say by the end of the year, I'd like to be out of here and, and you're praying and and trust spirit to help guide you and open up the opportunities. If you're in Aztec or somewhere, Santa Fe, even you're going to know. You're going to know. And the right opportunities, the right apartment or house, whatever you're looking for, will find its way to you. It will. All right.
6: Uh, well, thank you very much.
4: You're very welcome. Good luck.
6: Have with a you. good evening. You too. Thank you.
4: All right, Jim, we're turning the turn? back over to you. Yes. <laughs> we have
6: seven
1: minutes. Oh, thanks.
2: <laughs>
4: oh, God. Well, we could, ex- we could extend the show a little bit for this. This is important. <laughs>
1: this is important. Well,
4: how long it do is. we have
2: with how, uh, Actually, the Zoom and the, uh, the blog talk? Will they cut us off?
4: No. blog talk
1: won't cut you off, but
2: Zoom will
4: right. No, and Zoom won't either. All right.
1: Okay.
2: We'll
4: <laughs> go, go as long
2: as we need to.
1: Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I have a lot of things that I could share, but it's because it's pretty raw. It really needs to be cooled down and turned into a a paragraph or you know a, a paper. Um, and it's most, mostly just now it's just notes. So I'm gonna read some of the more easy to understand notes so that it doesn't take a long time and so we can move right through this. Uh, so we'll start with um, Lady Fontaine. And uh, what I'm going to read is a, a kind of a merging of the Sun Moon Ascendant, okay? But before that, I want to tell you that I was looking at your chart and I realized that what you're calling a, a triple Gemini uh, is not what I understand a triple thing. Because the triple thing is, that I understand is usually the Sun Moon and Ascendant in the same house, the same oh. same sign.
4: Oh okay so
1: you you have three planets in in the that's it, what
4: i was saying it, it's a triple gemini yeah, yes in the
1: 11th house yeah um and uh and so yes you have a triple i'm sorry i misunderstood okay so the sun moon assessment in, ascendant insatiable curiosity and deep feelings you move a lot that's true looking looking for a home base
4: I do. You need you need
1: <laughs> you need responsibilities and obligations to bring out your best qualities. I do. If your equilibrium is upset, you have health issues.
4: Do you think that's true? I don't know why I sometimes have health issues. Like when I get bronchitis, is it my equ is it emotional stuff that's This is brilliant? this is
1: the notes notes that come out of books that I've done research on and call, wow. and pulled together into these kinds of readings, okay? Wow. Um, you need emotional support and freedom to explore the world to retain your health.
4: That is true.
1: So that's what we're talking about when we say you get out of out of equilibrium. Um, you don't have the emotional support or uh, support or the freedom to explore.
4: And then I get off kilter. Right. What I would call off kilter.
1: Yeah. So you need to take a motorcycle more often.
4: Mike, did so you Mike hear in. that? <laughs> Mike, you're up. Happy. He wanted to go out one day this week, but I was busy working. So,
1: so an early start in your life would have been really good because it would help you to avoid kind of not having direction for a long time. You know, going here and going there, and doing this and doing that, and not really knowing what you want to do with yourself. So it took a long time for you to straighten that out. But if you had gotten started early in life, you might have been able to just. Stick to that, and that would have been it for the rest of your life.
4: But what? Stick with what?
1: Well, what are you doing?
4: Um, oh, yeah. I had a whole nother career when I was younger. Yeah. A whole nother career.
0: At least oh. one.
4: And I, right, I've had more than one, but i um I did not want to give it up because I was making so much money. who could give up working on wall street for this
0: <laughs> Gold, golden handcuffs
1: man golden handcuffs they're hard to take off
4: they I are. know I did it myself, but here so, we are. Um, we both left wall Street, and here we yeah. are
1: so I'm looking at at this this one uh book and it says uh if your son is in the it's in the twelfth house certain things are really pertinent to who you are right now. But it's not. It's in the 11th house, but it's right on the cusp. Oh. Okay. So I said, isn't that interesting? Listen to what it says. You are never happier than with animals. You should be a dog uh, groomer, a veterinarian, uh, or a dog show judge.
2: Are <laughs> you <laughs> kidding me? Like,
0: are you kidding,
2: oh, kidding me? me? <laughs> That's fantastic.
0: Christmas.
1: So you you're between cultivating your home and your career and, and enjoying the world. Okay, those are those are the challenges that enjoying you think. Enjoying the
4: world, wow. Yeah. I've am I haven't traveled really the world since I was in my twenties. Yeah. I have a lot Maybe of catching up to do. <laughs> yeah. I've traveled the United States, but not the world since my twenties. Uh,
1: Although idealistic, you demand respect and loyalty, and you is feel true. you deserve it. That is true. Okay. And
4: remember that, Paul.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't. That wasn't me. That was you. Okay. <laughs> was that we your evil no
0: twin? twin. Uh, was yeah. that your Gemini
2: twin that's coming up. The other out.
1: side of Gemini popping up there.
0: <laughs> I was we married to a no Gemini. I, who that
2: was. I don't <laughs> want to see that part.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. Um, so, so um, my own notes. I just took a big, big look at your chart, and I said, okay, everything is on one side of your chart. It's all on the I know ascending that. side. I know that.
4: I know that. But what does and that it, mean?
1: It's capped off with a Jupiter to Mars opposition. So it's not just. It actually has a cover. It's a bowl configuration. They call it. Uh, and what that means is you're self-contained subjective um, and the empty half in your cases the fifth through the tenth houses are areas of challenge uh, romance amusements pleasures health work habits partnerships legacies support from others religion and standing in the community those are all areas that those parts of the chart usually cover and those parts are really kind of missing for you so those mm-hmm. are places where you might have the biggest struggles in life
4: say that again Which what were they again uh,
1: areas are uh, romance, amusements pleasures, health, work habits, partnerships legacies, support from <laughs> what's others what's left religion <laughs> <Some> is standing <laughs> in the community there's, there's home that's nothing, it's nothing. Oh,
4: wow. that's I'll nothing. be sitting in my home by myself <laughs> <There is laughs> with, my ad- with my dogs that I can <laughs> groom there's a lot
1: left <laughs> The thing is, if you're so heavily weighted on the other side, it overpowers it all. So it's it's very much a, a a propelling type of chart. But there's it's like there's these parts of you that you might you know might not see so much of.
4: Why? Uh, sorry.
1: That's what it means.
4: I'm closing. I don't hear this. That's not a bad
2: thing, though. <laughs> you are you are overbalanced on the wheel on one side, and you but just I need to let it. i want to,
4: to hear it... what the good stuff is on that you other did, side. Yeah,
2: yeah. That is, really well, you good just good need stuff. to, to shift, shift the weight over until it flows into those areas.
4: <laughs> I don't know. What a to little do. bit of a tip. You got to tip I have we no could... standing in the community. I wanted to run for office.
0: You better well, that. You might want to think about that.
4: <laughs> you better not,
2: better not do it this year. But <laughs> I would, what I would suggest. Yes.
1: What I would suggest, Lady Fontaine, yes. is, is... Get, getting someone to run a progressed chart for you to see what that's changed into today. So Uh-oh, in your
4: okay. your data
1: chart is just what you're the potentials you're born with. Ah. Uh-huh. So today it, so might it might be could different. have
4: changed now. Yeah, uh, all that. All right, I know somebody who could do that. Okay. So, so we need to hear that stuff? so we
2: we can compare. That's fast, That's right. right?
4: I'll ask him. I'll I'll contact him tomorrow. So, what's the good? Stuff? <laughs> there must be a good side to that. I heavily... put all kinds
1: of stuff and good stuff
4: in there, didn't I? Yeah, but like I say, I'm heavily you know weighted on this one side i want to know how it's balanced on the other side oh
1: you have great amount of strength that i do yeah
4: emotional um, physical and, yeah. and everything else
1: yeah lots of strength and it helps you get past the tough stuff and you need to get out and find the larger world
4: <laughs> that's all that's there <laughs> that's
1: all that's there <laughs> That was my that was my at a glance. I mean we talked about the dog groomer and all that kind of stuff. You that was that
4: amazing. We... That yeah. was amazing. No, <clears> but dog of... show, judge, who would yeah. that apply to?
1: Right. Not many.
4: Oh my God. Yes. That is wild. That really is.
1: Okay, another so, this, this other guy.
4: This this guy <laughs> over here,
0: Paul. Yeah, this other guy.
1: Yeah, that guy.
4: <laughs>
1: okay, are you ready, Paul? I'm ready. Always on stage with a flair for the dramatic.
4: <gasps> are you kidding me?
1: Your many friends are important to you, but if it isn't on your terms, you lose interest.
4: Is that true? Arrog- yeah.
1: Arrogant, generous, proud, proud and playful. You make a great entertainer, social director or a restaurant host. Flattery is the best way to persuade you, and vanity is your downfall.
0: <sighs> Oh, please, Jill,
1: Jill's figured me out. Yeah, she asked you to do something, right?
0: Well, oh, that was just, a different she show.
1: She pra- praised me first,
2: though.
0: Oh, you're How so good at this, ball. You do this so well. You're the best, man.
4: You really are phenomenal. <laughs> Stop it. <So,
0: laughs>
1: you, you may be reluctant to take risks, but you want to. Fiscally pragmatic, yet extravagant. You're very honest, so people feel comfortable around you. However, your needs and goals predominate.
4: Do you think that's true?
2: Spot on, 100%.
1: Okay. Am I glancing at your chart? Your chart is – he's got a grand trine in the middle of his chart with two (gasps) textiles on one corner. It's just like, oh, Wow. It's, a grand like, triangle. Or what no, Trying. So trine. easy. It's, it's like envy. I don't like you because life is so easy for you. <laughs> that's that's what it means.
0: See,
4: right. I life can fix e- you. Where, life is easy for I me. I can fix you, but I can fix you, Paul. I right. can fix you.
0: <laughs> it will be
4: easy if if you have a progressive chart done. It'll go in 2021. It gets easy. Oh, yeah.
2: All right. Yeah. 2020, 2021 is is looking good. But
1: now everything is stacked up in
6: your 12th house. Sorry, it's easy. Everything oh, what does up. that mean? Your,
1: your sun, Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, and Mars are all stacked up in your 12th house. Okay. Which what that means. That
4: what that, that means? There,
1: <laughs> which means that there are parts of you that uh-huh. no one ever gets to see that are even stronger than what everybody gets to see. Because uh. that's on Leo. So you're ascend and your oh. sun is in Leo. Okay. Okay. Uh, that, that means that your real personality is what people see. It is Mr. Leo, Mr. Sun Man. Um, but it's in the 12th house, which means there's probably even more there than most people get to see. Hmm. Okay. I'm not going yep. to ask you to read so, that. But you You give no, it so I, 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 I have.
4: There's more Leo yeah. there is what you're saying. There's more Leo there
1: yeah, that he when, holds when he, back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You have to you have to shut it down. <laughs> I have to I have to yeah, remember, Jill, I have to I have to be I humble. I have do. to shut it down. Uh, that's that's one of the things do. we were working on. It's one of my experiences in life was very early on. I was um I had an experience with a school teacher in fourth or fifth grade where I was kind of um slapped down a bit and I, I and I've kind of that's been my knee jerk is it's always hold back and not let myself be fully yeah we were just working
4: on this the other day oh my gosh
1: see you could have just come to me i could have told you all that
4: right (laughs) yeah but yeah but
0: you can't (laughs) fix me (laughs) though right
4: that's the problem i have the magic i could just move the charter out of (laughs) it
1: no (laughs) so so those are those are the quick at a glance readings of what i got from your charts interesting so
2: again chart. what's what's in the center you said i i didn't really understand
0: that. the trine, That's the trine.
4: Fine.
1: so so fine. Okay. you have you have
0: saturn D-R-I-N.
1: uh in the in the in the ninth, uh, eighth house that is in harmony with neptune in scorpio in the fourth house which is in harmony with uh mars which is in uh, cancer in the 10th in the 12th house right so that means that's a very smooth moving uh picture and when
0: you when you get a pencil. grand trine
1: and it's it's like it's like creased in there's like several planets that are hitting that trine so it's not just a grand trine it's a grand trine with lots of overriding
0: right
4: and it's a powerful
2: configuration it's very powerful. It's it's
4: really i have to buried. find a way of
1: accessing
2: that i'm i'm still i'm uh yeah i'm being held back i'm holding myself back i have to find a way exactly. to exactly
4: you are tap holding into yourself it back yep when i saw right. that picture of you today on facebook that growl picture which one
0: the one for the, <laughs> my, my radio show
4: where i'm like ah! yes i thought <laughs> that's what Leo. he's talking about right when we were from what we were talking about oh again. yeah yeah
2: yeah
0: yep <laughs>
4: Jim's just sitting there. Like, That's her therapy.
0: That's her therapy.
4: It's working. I'm here's what they're
0: about,
1: about this particular grand train. Creative understands the mass consciousness. <clears throat> Instinctual, sympathetic, needs an outlet where he gets neurotic, cautious, and doesn't know when to stop. That's all
2: me. Yeah, hundred percent.
4: Even what is the name of your <clears throat> album?
2: Oh, my the, my band is called Critical Consciousness oh. and the album is called Reborn.
4: Critical Consciousness. Yep. What did you say about mass consciousness? Understand, mass. Understands
1: the mass consciousness.
2: Like the collective yeah. The collective mind, the universal mind.
4: And you actually when I <clears throat> said a few things, you were actually vehemently committed to that name for your beliefs. Yeah. It fit your beliefs. You were vehemently yeah. aligned with that even though your drummer left.
2: Well, yeah, we we, we can't get into that. Those okay. are uh those are contractual things. My no. my drummer my drummer was uh I had a studio drummer whose political mm. beliefs you and social beliefs um we yeah, can we, cut this we whole had to section. part ways. Okay.
4: Right. <laughs> we could cut this whole section out. <laughs> yeah. No, my my the
2: uh the thing is my I had to uh come up with a band name that had um something similar to two S's which was part of a previous band's uh, logo design that I had done. So I wanted to keep that logo. It was really important to me, and I couldn't use S and S, so I used C and C because it was the closest uh, in terms of the shape. So my family, my son and my girlfriend and I, we all sat down together with a list of names that started with C, and we went through two or three, and my son put critical and consciousness together, and it just immediately, boom, that's it and i don't care what anyone else wants to tell me that's the name i just it, i had an immediate yes and i and i won't go back you know that's it
4: and tell <laughs> us about your logo i mean there was a lot of thought put into the reversed pentagram
2: right so <laughs> a lot of heavy metal bands use the inverted pentagram which is a sign for a satanism and um, he uh, paganism and um, it's pretty I don't much think it's, P- I think use pagans use the inverted. I think so. Don't no, pagans yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a five-pointed star, and by flipping it over, um, a lot of the reasons for it and the explanation is that you are inverting. the 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 order of things you're you're taking things and flipping them upside down so Mm -hmm. it's attractive to a lot of people because you're flipping the 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 societal order on its head you're flipping christianity on its head because it was oppressive to pagan cultures in norway so a lot of that stuff they they gravitate to the five-pointed star upside down so i have always you know i felt that's an interesting image and the five-pointed star is universal uh in general but what for me, you know, I, I'm a Christian. It, it's it's a little bit of a struggle to explain that to people using that symbol because um, I put it in there because I, I do have an appreciation for the idea of uh, inversion and duality. So there's <clears> dark and light in all of us. So that's maybe part of the darkness that's in me, and it's part of the flip, you know. Um, but then I have a symbol of Pluto, the planetary astrological sign of Pluto, is over the top of that, and that to me represents uh, it's the planet of destructive change creative destruction or the, the planet of change. Um, so that is over and above.
1: It's more the, social change or political change.
2: Right? Yeah, so, yeah, it, you know, and anytime you use symbolism, people are gonna take what they what resonates right. to them. But right. for me, it means what I want it to mean to me. So Here. the plutogram, as I explain it, you know, I have a lot of Christian friends that look at it and they get scared and they see my imagery and the fact I'm in a metal band and I have eyeliner on that, that maybe I'm, I'm evil. And I'm trying to use that imagery in my music to explore those concepts of, you know, uh, there's dark and light in all of us. There is duality. There is inversion. There is a there's the struggle, the struggle to overcome your animal nature and uh, develop your spiritual nature. All those things mm-hmm. are present in that symbol to me. So, yeah. you know, I can't tell people what to how that symbol reflects to them but I created it it's my symbol that's what it means to me so I think
4: okay. that's great. I, I like it <laughs> I mean that's all that matters I mean it right? I thought it was interesting how he put so much thought into what he believes yeah God bless you thank you I mean I you know I mean I, I would have used uh, a different planet maybe I probably wouldn't use an inverted pentagram. I'd use a regular pentagram
0: right
4: with
1: with you should have done an an inverted star of david
4: in inverted <laughs> yeah isn't that what are we talking about? <laughs> a Star of David. Who can think, tell if it's upside think, down? Right. Can, Every time was, you turn right. it 25 degrees, it's the same
1: symbol, isn't it?
4: So I think that's perfect. Right?
1: <laughs> no one will be insulted. Is clear. Right. <laughs> no, but I would
4: use, I'm trying to think if I would use Venus or Jupiter as my planet, if I had a choice.
2: What do those planets mean to you?
4: Love and money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's so my that, inner battle constantly, yeah. love or money. Right? That's How about it. you,
2: Jim? What, what are your planets? What represents you in your
1: uh, your work and uh, life? When people ask me what my sign is, it's usually I usually say it's stop.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: Where's your reading <laughs> I never heard for yourself? My... <laughs> Where's your reading for yourself?
1: I didn't read it myself. Mm-hmm. I read myself so many times. I, and so I'm tired of it. So
4: tell us a little bit about you. What is your oh, sign say?
1: I'm a I'm a Taurus, and I rise in Capricorn, and my moon is in Scorpio, which is your the only moon reason.
4: is in Scorpio. Yeah,
1: the Ooh. only reason I can get along with Scorpios. But because I'm oh. double Earth and Capricorn and Taurus, I am very Earth. So don't try to be more pragmatic than I am.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and it's so happen. interesting because I'm all air. I'm all yeah, air signs, everything. Right? Yeah, uh, we've been friends for 30 years. I don't know we've how We've also we had did. our
1: battles. We've also had oh, our battles. Oh, many. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: many. <laughs> yep. and
1: once in a while, I just dig in my heels and there's no turning back.
4: <laughs> oh, Paul has noticed. So yeah. I thought you would <laughs> Sorry. But I didn't mean okay. to say that. I didn't mean to say that. That wasn't fair. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got a fixed Earth and a a, Gemini air sign. Yikes. I'm fire. fire. Yeah. Yeah,
2: You're fire? I'm fire. I think I'm a fire horse, uh, according to the Chinese. Jim, you can tell me if I'm on the Chinese calendar where I was.
1: Yeah, I don't I, I, have the Chinese
2: calendar. All right, remember, yeah, right? I, I know I'm a fire sign. Okay. Or that's what no, I've been told in the past.
4: What we need is water. Yeah. And we find the social media person, then we're totally covered.
2: Or wind, right? We can have an R&B group.
1: Oh,
2: we. <laughs> <Chris> <laughs> no,
4: I have a, have a R&B challenge band. for you. I have a challenge for you. I know you're nowhere near ready to accept this challenge, but I wonder if someday you'll be able to write and perform a love song. I know, I know, I know, this heavy metal, no, you, I believe, could do that, if I asked you to do heavy metal, I don't, okay, that's it, you do heavy metal, Jim, and you do a lot,
2: Jim, Jim, I I might need some viola on my album, I'll send you my track, you got
0: it you got I would
2: love to have some real viola, to be awesome. or, or maybe
1: a little banjo. Is there any heavy metal banjo out
4: there? Oh, There's a for banjo. banjo. I've seen. All I've right. All right. We do the banjo. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll let's come up after the what show, I could jam- definitely yeah. use yeah. you. I you played banjo. Bang 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 bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Oh, this is so exciting that you guys are going to be jamming together. <laughs> well,
2: remotely, anyway. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, you mean you're not really going to do this on your album?
2: No, I I will definitely uh, reach out to him to record, but I don't think we'll be in the same place. Not necessarily.
4: Aren't you going to come to the team building?
2: Yeah, but why waste his time and put him to work while we're hanging out?
3: You know, we can
2: do it by email. I'll I'll send him a chart. We'll we'll figure it out. Uh, I'll
0: bring bring a six
1: pack. We'll be in good shape.
4: All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, this was wonderful. This Thank you so much, Jim, enough, yeah. for doing Thank you, Jim.
1: It. Yeah, it
2: was yeah. You were spot on. I, I think the only thing yeah. I would take exception with is arrogant. I don't
1: feel arrogant. No, not
2: at all. But everything else, 99% was spot it, on.
1: It screamed out so many times I had to put it in there. I felt bad, but I'm sorry.
4: But...
2: <laughs> maybe I was born arrogant and my that teacher knocked it out of me. Yeah, maybe, maybe.
4: but... <laughs> You know, maybe we'll figure out what that we'll actually means. We'll figure it out. Means. We will. Yeah. <clears throat> but um,
1: Amazing.
4: do we want to thank people for bearing with us for all this time? Yes, yeah, thank yeah. you
1: all. And thank you, Michael, thank for you speaking all.
4: for us. Mike, thank you. You want to come on the air for a minute and say hello? Hey, hello. hello.
0: <laughs> thank, <laughs> you you,
4: yes, thank, thank you, you Mike. Yes, thank you, Mike. You did a phenomenal job. You really did.
0: Thank you.
4: <laughs> what what <laughs> kind of voice is this? I've never heard a voice like this Speak before. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Mike.
0: He never shuts his mouth to... when
4: we're... What?
2: This is what you're to me.
4: This is what?
0: <laughs> you don't when
4: understand?
2: We're... No. no you're, you're, you,
0: you, you don't, don't understand.
4: You're acting you like go. a Martian. You're acting like a Martian.
2: See, there's our um, wind. He's like Every the wind. Am moving? Say through. the same thing, Jill.
4: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Where did you want me to be at at 7.30 tomorrow morning? <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say You're it. you getting in your car. <laughs> right. That's true. Um, but uh, thank you, Mike. You did a phenomenal job. You really did. We really appreciate it. You want yeah. a job? Yeah made a
0: big difference thank you thank you, you a want few a job people that didn't get a few people
2: that didn't make it on but
4: uh, i know we, ran, oh, we really um did they give their email address or anything
1: i've got the phone numbers and uh possible windows dropped off
2: um
1: Yeah, they, they they know we're shutting the show down. So they're... Yeah. Uh, the one that dropped off didn't give a phone number. and I think you've already talked to, to Patricia. Yeah, we right. already talked to Patricia.
4: I think there was All two right. Patricias tonight. We did. <clears throat> we did. Yeah, we'll
2: figure, okay, we'll figure got it both, out. We'll got start taking okay. those.
0: Okay,
2: yeah, thanks again. We're going to wrap it up here. We're 20 minutes over, so we'll give everyone a chance to get back to their families. Uh, I want to thank all our listeners and viewers, those who called in tonight. We enjoyed hearing your stories. It was a fantastic show. Some of the best callers we've ever had. And yeah. uh, we really appreciate you. Our next show is going to be on Thursday, August 12th at 8 p.m. The topic is letting go of fear and commit fear of commitment, letting go of fear of commitment. Your wow. calendars. Be sure to join us for that exciting show in two weeks here on Blog Talk Radio, as well as all our video streaming live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have lots of great topics in queue, and welcome your suggestions for the topics that you want us to talk about. Email, email us at show at ladyfontaine.com with your suggestions. Testimonials or just to say hello, and also email us if we don't get Mike... To be our show caller <laughs> <laughs> right. which i think i think we're going to twist his arm he, he feels like our wind to our earth wind oh, and fire yeah. right. earth wind and fire and, and <laughs> water um email us at radio show at ladyfontaine.com and we want to have a very special thanks uh to mike for all his help tonight because it really opened up jim and i to uh right. just have a, a, a lot easier Thank time you, on the show uh, please visit Lady Fontaine at ladyfontaine.com for a reading or life coaching session. For those listeners in West, in New York, uh, the tri-state area, visit Jim at East-West Healing Arts in Hartsdale, New York. The website is eastwesthealing.info. Facebook page is facebook.com slash healing arts. I have my own show on Pure, not Pure Rock Radio. I'm, I'm, it's now on Bulldog, Bulldogs Radio. It starts oh. on August 10th. Um, Pure Rock Radio has been uh, retired, and I am moving to a new radio station out of South Africa, actually. Bulldogs, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday nights, 6 degrees. And we uh, just, again, what a great show. It was a great show. Couldn't be more impressed. We had a really fun time with everybody. Thank you, everyone, for calling in, and we'll see you uh, next time.
4: Thank you. Good night.
2: Good night, everybody.